everybody. Welcome to Directly You, episode 104. I am AJ. I'm not Pete. And I'm joined by Parker, not Max or Steve. Was mm-hmm. Steve doing that? Was on? Steve was on last week. Yeah, yeah, Steve was on. Steve was on last week. It's true. Um, Luke Pod's people took over because we're at PAX East, but we're back, baby. Yeah. Back in the house <laughs> that needs to get kept. And you know how you do that? <laughs> By going to youtube.com slash fanatics4 or twitch.tv slash fanatics4 and paying $4.99 for exclusive emotes. You get loyalty badges. You get gaming time with us. You get free switch keys from time to time. You get access to our supporters only Discord. You can join our Discord regardless, but if you want to be a supporter and you can talk to freaking Grimhane and you can talk to Chicago. You can talk to the whole gang about stuff. And we play Smash Brothers sometimes. We're going to play Animal Crossing. People will be visiting our islands and stuff. And it'll be a grand old time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, you can join the Discord regardless. It's linked in the description if you don't have yeah. any monies or you just don't want to give us monies. It's, it's fine. That's true. I'm not hurt by that. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, how you doing, Parker? I haven't seen crazy. you in years, dude. Years. It's been uh, one day, and <laughs> since then, it had been a whole four days. <laughs> uh, man, I'm doing good. It's finally the weekend, because, uh, yeah, the packs really? and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sort of. I don't know. Um, work is done for the week. We'll say that much. Is yeah, I, really? I argue that as soon as work's done on Friday, the weekend starts, um, Mitch vehemently disagrees anytime we talk about it. And also to him, for me, the weekend is two days of the weekend. Um, whereas for him, he treats them like bookends, like the beginning of the week and the end of the week. So Sunday's the first day of the week. Oh, like last the, day of the week. The, uh, the calendar, like a US calendar shows, whereas a European calendar, fun fact, it starts Monday and s- Sunday. So it's it's the only thing that you're afraid about, you know what I mean? <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad to because this week's just been crazy getting back from PAX and all that. But I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm doing good. I don't feel like it's the weekend because I never do. But yeah. like, it's I I felt the opposite of you. Like it was mm. like getting back from PAX was a relief. It was like okay, I got way less stuff on my plate. My videos are way easier to make. So my life is on relatively <laughs> brief this week. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But next week seems like it's gonna suck because I don't know what I want to make a video about for sure yet. Mm, true. Can't be ahead. I don't know. I'm behind. Yeah. <laughs> um, for what it's worth, I mean, this is this isn't podcast talk. But if you want to, I was even thinking about maybe we switch days for next week so we can talk about that and see. Just since I already know what it is, and then for various other reasons, if it ends up whatever. Well, sure, yeah, since you're doing the packs thing or whatever, maybe that makes sense. Well, I don't even know if I'm going to do, I don't know. Maybe I'll do the packs thing, but maybe not. Cause I might do the other thing I mentioned in things in the message earlier. So we'll just see, we're you trouble. know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens. Um, uh, but yeah, are you playing any games? I am. I'm playing the Pokemans dude. Nice. Pokemon Tell me more. mystery dungeon. And I kept my save from the demo. So I'm still Eevee and I, so I played this game on DS mm-hmm. and the, the original game. That was the blue um, version? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I had the red one too, but like I didn't play that because like why would I? Mm-hmm. Um, because. Hey, uh, it's a dumb color. So there the, you go. I mean, true. True. <laughs> but also true. it's the game. But mostly because like I don't even know why I had it. The DS was the new thing. And, you know. Yeah. Um, 
So I was wondering, like, why I didn't remember a lot of the stuff from this. And now I remember because I was thinking just earlier, because I freaking downloaded the game like at midnight or whatever. Um, and I was like, why did I like, I guess, stop playing this game? And now I know because you, you had to beat the game to evolve your Pokemon. And I was like, that's stupid. Oh. I stopped playing it. But now I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> now I'm, I'm playing through it. I'm like, uh, bronze rank i'm almost to silver rank with the like uh your freaking crew or whatever um, i don't even know what that means what does that mean uh, so when you do missions you get uh you level up your your team your freaking cool you know, your yep. guys man mm-hmm. not like your pokemon level but your mystery dungeon teams mm-hmm. level and that like determines how much experience, I mean, not experience, but how much uh, missions you could take on at once, how many people you can recruit mm-hmm. all at once in the, like, when you're Is in- that pretty tied to where you are in the game? Like, could somebody be at the same spot as you and be way different? I assume they'd yeah, be at least because- within a margin of error. Because the um like the missions at least as far as where I'm at I got to Zapdos who's like the first boss sort of thing where it's like uh you you played the demo right nope oh well there's the demo and it has a there whole sure bunch is. of boxes and the question marks mm-hmm. and the first question mark out of that like I don't know like twenty boxes is Zapdos that's where I'm gotcha. at okay. uh so like at least where I'm at right now the only time that you get uh, experience for your team is when you beat missions that aren't story related. So like you can just grind out missions without doing the story stuff. Gotcha. Assume be like gold rank before you yeah. even, like really do that much story stuff. Does that level up your Pokemon as well? No, level okay. up your Pokemon is separate. So like okay. you level up your Pokemon through like experience that you get through right. battling and also, mm-hmm. well just battling. Cause there's like, you can go to the dojo, which mm-hmm. is like a, uh, a cheat code kind of <laughs> version of going through a dungeon because like there's Pokemon that are like significantly more powerful than you are, but they mm-hmm. they pretty much just get one shotted and they're all like uh, going to be weak to your Pokemon's type. Oh, but yeah. the, the thing about that is like you have to earn tickets or find tickets to enter the dojo so you can like gotcha. okay. Um, so like you can do it that way or you can just do it through like exploring the different dungeons and leveling up through, you know, traversal and beating your enemies and stuff. Um, so as far as that goes, I'm on like level 22 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what made me think. I was like, wait, my Charmander is way higher than he needs to be to be a Charmeleon. And he didn't (laughs) even try to evolve, but you had to get like evolution gems or some crap like that to evolve them and to do that you have to beat the main story uh at least from gotcha. what the google told me mm-hmm. uh so no charmeleon for me for however many hours this story is <laughs> but um i'm enjoying it i like it yeah. it's a good change of pace from smash brothers because smash brothers i have to like pay attention and you know be good mm-hmm. but this game i can just like chill out and do other stuff man true it's during great. the slow like during the story dialogue bits do you pay much attention during that or kind of just click yeah through it or- i mean that's i mean that's pretty much the the main reason to play it Mm-hmm. I, I think it's like the get through the story because like yeah. everything else is just like you know it's not really like super challenging gameplay it's not like, it's not even like the rpg like min max in sort of mm-hmm. situation which you can do that a little bit but it's not like deep enough to like 
for that to be the 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 driving force for why you play the game right yeah so yeah it's like the, the story is cool like nice. i i was always like i don't know why i don't remember <laughs> this game but th- that whole evolution thing was like, you know that's why i rage quit and never played it again but now i'll know why i'm a pokemon now it's yeah. fun to understand or to remember the, i mean that's like the whole we talked about this two weeks ago when we were on the podcast. but like why when i figured out the white and green had been my favorite colors because of power rangers like mm-hmm. realizing like oh oh and the same goes so i broke my arm this is similar kind of thing, but very tangential at the same time. When I was in seventh grade, I broke my arm twice and dislocated it both times and had to get surgery. And so they put a screw in my arm, which is what it is because they had to do it. Um, And I, for the longest time was like, yeah, they put a screw in my arm and like, because they did it wrong, my arm doesn't straighten out all the way now, which that part is true. It only, if you're watching the video, you can't, well, I got a hoodie on, you can't see, but it doesn't straighten out all the way. It's like, (laughs) I don't know, instead of whatever, 180 degrees, probably like 160 or something like that. Um, so, but my mom the whole time was like, no, you, it doesn't straighten out all the way. Cause you didn't do your exercises. And I was like, eh, that doesn't sound right. I remember doing them. And then one day, like several years later, I was like, yeah, it doesn't straighten out all the way. Cause blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, you didn't do your exercises because you thought it would be cool to have an arm that didn't straighten out all the way. And I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> Why did you think that? I was in seventh grade. And like, here's the thing. Let me no, tell you this. No, I'm not, I don't accept that as an answer. And no, if your answer was because on, I was seven, then I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. see a seven-year-old saying that. But being mm-hmm. in seventh grade and being mm-hmm. like, it would be cool if my arm doesn't work right. Here's the thing. Um, I, I didn't even say because I was just some, well, or I did say because I was in seventh grade, but rather because I was me in seventh grade. And let me tell you this. I, to this, to this day, my arm is not straightened out all the way since it has not prohibited me from doing anything. And I'll tell you, I was right. It is kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not cool. So much as the fact that it's like, Oh, it's just, it's a fun story to tell. So it's, you know, that kind of thing. If it had stopped me from doing literally anything, then like that kind of sucks. But otherwise it's like, whatever. But I really did want at the time for that screw to make this I'm very glad about that I was wrong. I wanted it to make metal detectors go off so that oh, people yeah, would yeah, be like, totally, what's going totally on? And then they'd you know, have to beep it. But yeah, I'm very glad. That would be such a pain to every yep. time. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Did yeah, I, I would have abandoned you in pass. <laughs> I would play, well, <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. Man alive. Well, I'm glad you're liking Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. How many hours so far are you into it? Six. Gotcha. So you've been playing it pretty much all day. Yeah. Nice. I usually try to do that for, like on the yeah. Friday of us recording the podcast. So I have yeah. something to talk about for the <laughs> video game segment, you know? Is this the six hours include the demo time that you spent as well? I don't know. I just pressed <laughs> save and it told me I'm six hours in. So who's to say? Uh yeah, I haven't again haven't really been playing anything this week. I we were on the loop pats last night. So there's actually some loop pats. I know. I don't know why I said that, um, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, we were on the, the POTS cast, and so there's probably some stuff that we're not going to really get into as much here just because, like, I don't really feel like saying having the same conversation beats again. So listen to that. Uh, it was a fun old time. It was the two of us and Pete, and Pete's been on here before. Um, no, he hasn't. Or the bit is that he's, he's never not, been on here, but, you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, but people know him in any case. 
But uh, yeah, I was mentioning on there, I haven't been playing pretty much anything other than all the stuff that we played at PAX, which we'll get into a little bit later when we talk about PAX. Um, but yeah, we went there. It was an event. It was a video games we event. Did. It and was. you know what? That's the last video games event that's ever going to happen because <laughs> everything's getting canceled. GDC is done. And maybe E3 is dead too. Uh, let's talk about it, you know? That's a different show. Um, but it's not the last one because Gamescom is still happening, dude. That's true. And Nintendo is going to that. Nintendo is going to that. Like, I feel like if they don't, and we like mentioned this a little bit on the podcast, but mm-hmm. I feel like if E3 gets canceled, E3's canceled for forever. <laughs> like, I, I don't think there's, no, there's no recovering from that because they were think, already on the way yeah. out. My real guess is like, so if it does, if it just straight up doesn't happen this year. So, and to fill people in, I, I think everybody knows, but it's because of the coronavirus stuff. Um, a lot of things are just in jeopardy and not wanting to happen just to play it safe, which is good. Um, but yeah, that means theoretically E3 could not happen because of that. And then my guess is that it, they would try it again next year, try to bring it back. And then it would go probably terribly next year. Like a bunch of companies don't go to it because they figured out some alternative thing. And then and that's it, you know? And that's the thing that I'm curious about. Uh, we didn't really go too deep into this when mm-hmm. this idea was brought up, but like, do you really like think now? Do you really think that E3 and the way that it exists and it being like run by the ESA and all this stuff is the only way that we have like this week of games where everybody's announcing stuff and blah blah blah? Because honestly, I don't. Like, I feel like the, the fact that so many people like it's like the gaming Super Bowl. I think mm-hmm. just having that cachet is enough for the like every developer to be like yeah okay we're down we're all going to announce stuff during this week regardless of if the esa is involved or not or if Mm -hmm. this physical location or not or if it's branded as e3 or not yeah but i I don't know what are your i think it's it's hard to i think what would probably happen my guess is most of the companies would keep doing it some would feel kind of maybe let off the hook um, and, mean like, like PlayStation, PlayStation is going I mean, to, yeah, maybe, or like <laughs> companies where it's like, man, we just like, couldn't be ready in time for that week, but we can do yeah. it a couple weeks later, you know, maybe some of that stuff. But I think also there'd be some other companies that wouldn't have been able to afford going to E3 and having the presence there that, you know, Bethesda does or Square Enix does or whatever, and probably show up in a way that they couldn't have. Um, that right now they only have maybe like a booth, but don't have an actual presentation in the mm. same way. Um, more like along the devolver digital type lines where they actually do manage to have a presentation, but I think there might be some other publishers or whatever that would manage to do that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that the, the presentation is like the cheapest part. Of the, yeah, the, honestly, uh, which is like, I, the reason why I think that they're definitely mm-hmm. going to be like, okay, yeah, no, if they see a return on their investment and the, the mm-hmm. same amount of like hype and all that stuff garnered from them just doing like a Nintendo direct style thing, if everybody mm-hmm. does that and they're like, oh no, okay, this is uh, just the same or even better. Why give E3 millions of dollars or uh-huh. the ESA millions of dollars to do this? Yep. What I wouldn't want to see this year specifically is that they try to postpone E3 because that'll kind of like mess some stuff up where some companies are like, no, we're banking on how you like 
it'll kind of, it'll split it up and be yeah. sort of weird at that point. But if they right. manage like that's, to, that's like around like earnings calls and like all that stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of, it feels kind of all or nothing. Like either they cancel it and then I'd be interested to see which companies actually still do presentations of sorts. And, you know, like obviously putting together direct type videos takes time and isn't like super easy, but at the same time, it's, especially when it's all your own published stuff. Um, like it's probably the hardest for Nintendo and maybe Xbox and probably honestly, yeah, I don't know. Probably for those because they're having presentations for a platform and not just for a publisher. Whereas like Bethesda, it's just all Bethesda games. So like they can pressure those teams internally to be like, you have to give us something for (laughs) right now, you know? Yes. I I don't really know. I mean, I don't know. I I think that that's probably like, that's tiered. It's like, I I feel like the hardest that has it in that regard is Sony Mm -hmm. because like, uh, they don't have they they their teams don't have as quick of a turnaround as like Xbox and Nintendo's teams do. Um, they in terms of like teams, game development, yeah, like they mm-hmm. let their teams like simmer and like they they're, they're like yeah. on like two to three year cycles where it's like they'll go two years without any big first party stuff and yeah. then the like now they're literally mm-hmm. releasing like four of their big like their big games that they've been yeah. teasing for a while within the span of like three months. Yeah. So the like one that. thing I'm curious about though too with E three for this year, considering Sony and Xbox as well, is I don't know that they would have, and you'd probably know better than me, whether they'd bring hardware like PS5 and Xbox Series X to E three this year for just behind closed doors things for people. Um, I think it depends on the timing because yeah. like they, they don't really, especially now they don't really like reveal hardware mm-hmm. at E3. They do their own thing and then they'll bring it to E3 to be like, Oh yeah. And here's the games for that hardware that we show right. or whatever. Right. So if they go along those lines and then they have their reveals around like what, like May mm-hmm. and then in June they're like, and here's some more games yeah. that we didn't talk about before, or here's more details on the games that we did talk about. Yep. Um, at E3. And yeah. that, and as far as like, if they announce the games and stuff like that, they're definitely going to have like behind closed door at, at the very least. I would, I would assume that they have a couple like public demos and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Assuming E3 happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the very least they'll have behind closed doors. Yep. Here's a question. So imagining the scenario that E3 doesn't happen as an event. And again, like, I mean, we did say too on yesterday on the podcast that like it would suck a little bit for just people not getting to try out demos or getting some impressions of things. Um, but probably some of that would happen anyway, not the like public getting try out demos, but industry people getting to try out some kind of behind closed doors stuff. Like before Xenoblade Chronicles two came out, I remember game explain had a video up where, um, Demetrius from the Treehouse just came over to someone, I think Derek's house or one of the game explain guys' place, and it was like, let's play the game together. So, like that obviously, you know, that kind of thing would still happen. Yeah. In important places. And I, I don't know. I think that if they wanted to, they could because Nintendo usually does like Best Buy stuff anyway. So mm-hmm. like if they if they really wanted the like the public to get their hands on it, yeah, they could do the whole best buy promotion regardless of if e3 happens or not indeed um and i i definitely think that uh as far as like press is concerned that Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter because like they have like outside demo events for e3 stuff 
even when E3 is a thing that happens without a hitch, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they do like an East coast thing of like, okay, well, right. maybe you couldn't make it out to E3, come to New York and you can demo the games that we try I and mean, that we played out there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so here's the question. A lot of that. If, if it happens that it gets canceled or whatever, and, but companies do get together still to be like, all right, this is the week we're going to set up these time slots. So we're not overlapping so that, you know, we're kind of helping each other out some what, how many companies a and B, which companies do you feel like are the ones that not even just for us individually? Cause for me, I mean, to be honest, it could just be just another Nintendo direct and like none of the others show up and like, I'd be pretty much fine. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that's honestly how I feel too, but I do, <laughs> I do like the, the whole thing of like, yeah, announcements back to back to back because yeah. like just as somebody that owns all the consoles and the the whole thing of it for me is not even necessarily of like i know i'm going to play x amount of games on this thing it's just mm-hmm. i buy it in hopes that they mm-hmm. win me over yeah. so like i still watch those presentations hoping mm-hmm. that there's a spider-man you know it'd be yeah. like oh that's dope i'm playing that <laughs> um so like just for that uh-huh. reason it'd be cool if just everybody you know if nothing yeah. changed Except right. For the ESA, so yeah, which companies crash. are the essentials and the non-essentials for you f- to still show up at that point? Because like, uh, not every company has shown up every single year anyway. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't think. I mean, honestly, I don't think any of the third parties are essential. <laughs> uh, if I if I had to say a third party that like if if it was like okay, you could have one third party, maybe Ubisoft, because I think mm-hmm. Ubisoft is like the the one that usually comes up. Uh, to to make up for other like first parties that may be lacking that year, where it's like, oh well, at least Ubisoft had that one big game or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that them and then like the three like big guys, even though I think Sony is like the least likely to play ball. But yeah. I don't know. They did the whole you know the Game Awards thing where it's like, yeah, man, gamers is about being friends, man. <laughs> We're all friends, and then they kissed on stage. You remember that? Oh yeah, so you mean the one two years ago with yeah. like Sean Layden, which is hilarious because Sean Layden and Reggie are both gone now. Yeah. So it's just Phil and like, they were like, all right, we're going to do this, get some clout before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> like we're out of here, <laughs> which is really funny. But yeah, so, I don't know. I think that, uh, I, I think that it's, yeah, I'm like 50, 50 on whether or not like they all play ball, but I mm-hmm. like, I don't see a reason. I think that it would hurt them more at least in the short term mm-hmm. to not do like a unified thing. Yeah. Because I think it, it makes everybody more hype for stuff that they wouldn't have been hyped for otherwise, you know, yep. like we wouldn't watch just like uh, on a regular basis or whatever, be like all oh, the new Xbox inside Xbox stream. Right. We're not going to yeah. watch that. Or even like, but yeah, Bethesda E3, or something. It. Yeah. I watched Bethesda's E3 presentation. I was like, I don't care about, any any of these games like there were a couple that i was like that's cool i'm not gonna play it but it's cool you know um but for the most part i was like i don't really care so if they were just like we're gonna do a bethesda press conference or bethesda presentation unless i knew ahead of time like that something was gonna be there that was kind of more tailored to me yeah Mm -hmm. i wouldn't watch but during the e3 week like that's when a lot of people come together and are like i'm gonna make specific time to watch this thing or like take a week off or whatever to watch all the presentations. Yeah. It's like, it's just a thing of like, even if you're not a a super fan of one particular, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, studio or publisher or OEM or whatever, uh, you're going to watch it cause Mm -hmm. it's hype. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be curious what happens with E3. I, I think there's a good chance at this point that maybe, 
all this will kind of have not blown over completely, but at least be more manageable within three mm. months. But three months also, I feel like is kind of the breaking point where like, if it were six months out, I think we'd be fine. But three months like, yeah, but also it's not three months because like for us to watch it, yes, it's three months, but right. they still have to plan all this stuff out. So they have yes. to decide now yep. if they're like, okay, like mm-hmm. do we pull out or not? Yeah, right. that's true. But they are going to Gamescom, so that's yeah. one of the things here. Uh, here's an article. It says, similar to previous years, Nintendo will be attending Gamescom 2020. The company's presence was confirmed by the show's official Twitter account a short while ago. Other publishers attending Gamescom include Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Capcom, Sega, THQ Nordic, and Ubisoft. Gamescom 2020 will take place between August 25th and August 29th at Kölnes... Yep. Kölnes in cologne germany (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i've been to cologne so that's fun um it's pretty i have cologne (laughs) (laughs) lucky (laughs) um yeah there it is gamescom i don't last year pretty much nothing big was announced at gamescom it was like I think Gamescom is usually just their victory lap for E3. That's what it feels like. And like getting to do a little more Treehouse. So that's cool. Like, oh, okay. I wanted to see more about this game. Now they're showing more of this game off. The last Um, Gamescom that I remember is the one where they brought Super Mario Party. (laughs) That's the last one I remember. I was like, yeah, man. They showed more of that game. I'm interested. Yeah. Honestly, last year, what would they? I don't even know. I don't think they showed more Link's Awakening. I think they showed more Damon X Machina for sure. I remember that. Um, and then they oh, yeah, and there was like a games. Pokemon let's go thing. I remember now they did yeah. like, uh, I mean, not Pokemon. No, um, wait, that was the year before that. That was two years ago. Yeah. I don't even know if they brought Pokemon sword and shield this past year. I don't remember last year's Gamescom. Yeah, I literally remember just like everything. Damon X yeah, everything no, even Damon X Machina was from two years ago. Oh my God. Did they yeah. even come to Gamescom 2019? <laughs> I don't remember anything. From no clue. Gamescom. Yeah. Hey, I, they had a bunch of indie games because I remember Baba as oh you being there, and that one was definitely. They probably game. had like freaking what Cuphead. I guess Cuphead was like when Gamescom twenty nineteen Nintendo Astro Chain. Okay, Nintendo. yeah, yeah. Um, this is a different maybe language. Link's Awakening was there, but I don't remember. I don't feel like it was. Uh, Nintendo analysis Gamescom 2019 lineup. Uh, Link's Awakening, Luigi's Mansion 3, uh-huh. Astro Chain. Those are the playable ones. They Dragon Quest. I don't know that they were had Treehouse stuff for it, but in any case, I mean, it's like it, it feels like a, a bigger packs kind of Gamescom does, where it's like it's not a ton of announcements, but it's a lot of like demo time and like time to meet, you know, that kind of thing. So that's cool. Um, but uh, from this side of the ocean, I don't know that there's a ton to get excited about for that, but. Also, possibly there is. So we'll find out. Who knows? We still don't know what they're doing for the January direct. (laughs) (laughs) Still don't know. Man alive. Yep. We still don't. But we do know what Miyamoto thinks about just so many things now. He had a Famitsu column, specifically talked about Mario in one of them. And we've got like three articles talking about some of these things. So I'm going to pull those up and then we'll read through some of this stuff. And we're going to have such a good time. This is going to be great, dude. Look at him with that cake in that one picture. Look at that. Here, let me, um, let me share my screen. Do this screen. Share this screen. Uh, cool. All right. If you're watching on Google, 
on Google, on, on YouTube. Google. If you're watching on Google, look at him with that cake. Look at I, the cake. I want to eat it. Okay. Is Mario on that cake more than once? Mario. Because he's on the flagpole. No, I don't see him anywhere else. I mean, not that he isn't necessarily. Eh, is that him right there? I don't think so. I thought that was him for a second, but nah. I don't know. So he had an interview and um, some people translated it. So now we're going to read what they translated. It's just a bunch of bullet points. So we'll kind of just take a break and talk about things we want to. He said, when it comes to Mario and making games related to Mario, I'm always looking for some kind of timing. Time out. What in the world? I, I don't know. What does, does that, that even mean? mean? <laughs> some kind of timing. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then he was asked, are you the only one who can decide Mario's areas of activity? I did when no one else would decide and eventually ended up being that way after a few times. Well, let's just say I have the right to say nope. And then they laughed. Cool. So basically, uh, uh, Nintendo's relationship with Game Freak. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. For Pokemon, anyway. Yeah. Um, I've been keeping a close eye on Super Mario Run. No one else can decide just how far we can take Mario on mobile. That's an interesting... Are they still doing Mario Run stuff? Like, does that game still get updates? I don't think it still gets updates, but I know that my wife's nanny kids play it quite a bit. So there's that. Interesting. Um, yeah, still getting played. Mm. Mario's qualities are about peace of mind, and there's a sense not so different from uh, from this within the company, so much that it makes me want to change it for being too strict. Whoever translated this didn't do a great job. I'm sorry. <laughs> it feels like they translated it literally, it, like yeah, word it was like for word. Very literal, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, peace of mind cam thing comes back up a couple of times, but, uh, the standard sense of Mario is that he won't murder someone, but isn't good enough to not smash bugs. This is engraved into everyone's mind. Some worried about the mischievous Mario in soup in smash bros, but after giving it a cute sound, when he gets punched, they say, this is fine. <laughs> I'm not, I don't agree with that. He murders people all the time. <laughs> he literally threw Bowser into lava several times, dude. It is funny, like, just in general, the whole, the fact that we use the word kill, like, I'm going to kill those Goomba, is like, well, that feels, ooh, like, that's pretty strong, but. I know. mean, what else happens when you, you propel Oh, I mean, that's 100% what it is. On top of somebody's skull. And they like, disappear from the ether. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just funny, because, like, um, I don't know, what am I trying to say? It's just, it's just a thing. Mm -hmm. Nintendo, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, moving along. Where were we? If I were to express Nintendo's qualities and words, then it is also peace of mind. There's a peace of mind when looking at, its par at it as a parent, and you can have it in your living room. We've put great effort into creating something that can be the center of family amusement. All right, so I think the last literal translation of this is basically him being like, uh, parents trust Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I started thinking that way around the Wii. Around the time of the Nintendo 64, we looked at other companies' hardware and began thinking that our best strength was our interface. I like Apple. They do a good job of setting limitations while respecting user-friendliness for the customers. There was a time when Nintendo was called childish, but after continuous work on our priorities, the efforts began to show around the Wii that gave us the image of peace of mind. And then the last bit, what really makes something Nintendo to us comes from truly thinking about the customers. It's not about the market or the current trends. 
So I think that part around the Wii is interesting because I feel like the Wii is probably where like the gamers, like that's when mm-hmm. like that crowd started really thinking like, oh yeah, Nintendo's childish. They make uh-huh. sports and that's the game. But like, it's kind of the opposite of that really because it's like when the Wii came out, that's when grandmas were buying Nintendos <laughs> for themselves, dude. So it was like, <laughs> I, so like, yeah. And I think like every time I hear that about literally anything, like we, we like there was a comment on um, my Animal Crossing video. Oh, I, I saw that one. Yeah. That was like, this game is for kids or something like that. And I'm like, the only thing I can hear, like, yeah. I, I know the only people that would play this game is girls and babies, yeah. I think was one of them. I was like, I, okay. I think, I think the only type of person that says something like that are children or people <laughs> that are very immature. Like the first thing that comes to me, I always read those comments and the voice of like, what commercial is this? Like Subway or something? Where it's like, that's for babies. Like that, you know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? I don't, that, but I uh, can guess. Look it up. Somebody look it up and type in that's for babies commercial and I'm sure <laughs> it will pop up. But it's like this little kid that's like, uh, the, the mom's like, hey, you want whatever like you want a freaking water gun and then the mm-hmm. baby's like, I mean, the kid's like like this kid is like seven if that and it's like that's for babies and it's like yeah that's the attitude that a lot of kids have where it's like yeah. they see call of duty and like they're uh-huh. like now nah, that's an adult game yeah mario that's for babies though it's like yeah. <laughs> i remember when i was like 11 and it and very quickly my vernacular changed when i was hanging out with my friends from parker are you going to go play with Billy Bob to you're going to go hang out with Billy Bob. But my parents kept saying like, oh, are you going to go play with Austin? And I was like, it's not playing. It's hanging out. <laughs> like I was very determined that that was not the right verbiage, but yeah, it was. And it's a thing of like looking down upon, um, whatever you used to do and be like, that's for baby. That's for me when I was a baby. Yeah. And I was, that was a last year thing. <laughs> now I'm 12. <laughs> So yeah, it's, that's a funny thing. And it's funny that that was around the Wii apparently that they started to think that because like, I mean, the GameCube makes sense. Like the GameCube in retrospect is very much, you could try, you could tell they were trying to target the same audience as other people. And I guess at the N64 time, like most games were just, just kind of, you know, all ages sort of a thing um, just by default. So yeah, I guess it makes sense. Um, and then this next bit has some interesting things in it. So this is just more in general, not just about Mario, but here we go. Uh, on gameplay streaming, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it is good that there are many ways to enjoy things. In this era, we can present videos to a broader audience, and I'm sure there are many who watch and find interest in those games. I would probably watch gameplay walkthroughs for games made by others. Although, honestly, I don't want people to watch my stuff. It's okay if it's made... It's okay if it's for stuff made by others, though. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. What does he mean? Um, I think he means in the sense of, like, he wouldn't want to stream something because, like... Oh, okay. I thought he was saying he doesn't want people to watch his games. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but, I mean, I, yeah, my impression of it, it is... It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you're <laughs> right. Crazy. If anybody to but say that. But then again, I mean, like, they're current you know, mm-hmm. like mindset on it doesn't seem to be that anymore. So, yep. So yeah, but that's inter- good. At least that he appreciates that there's a market for that kind of thing. Uh, lately I've been playing a lot of Pokemon go. Cool. Good job getting that exercise. We've reached <laughs> a point that makes it possible to experience movies and games on similar platforms. I've started thinking that it's better for Nintendo to have motion pictures. It would be better for Mario to have a movie in this era. 
if you make it didn't translate this well i know because better feels like, like yeah it sounds like a relative thing like yeah. i think mario needs to get out of video games right and, and do movies movie. instead yeah. where it's like no it's i think it would be better if mario had movies in addition to video games like is right. probably what he's trying to say but it doesn't sound like that so mm-hmm. yeah whatever um, but yeah, and then he goes on, if you make something for the sake of selling it, oh yeah, so that was the movie thing. We agree. Mario should have movies. He's going to have a movie. Yes. Cool. All Good right. Stuff. What do you think? You think the Mario movie is going to be, uh, <laughs> in the ranking with Detective Pikachu and Sonic? We're putting it on wax now. Is it going to be one, two, or three? <laughs> like, what's it going to be? Because right now, I think that it's unanimous amongst us that it's Detective Pikachu. And then like a distant, distant second is Sonic. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's not as distant. I mean, as far as just like movie enjoyment goes, but as far as like true, the source material, I don't even know for Sonic. I just can only take your word for it. So like, Oh yeah. You um, said you haven't played. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah, sure. It's, that is what it is. Uh, but detective Pikachu is definitely, it is way better. I I I bet Mario. I think detective Pikachu is by far better than Sonic. I would agree with that, but it's not because I think Sonic's bad. It's just because I thought. I don't think Sonic's bad. I think Sonic's a a decent movie. I think it's a bad Sonic movie. I think that if Sonic wasn't in it, it would. I just don't even have that caveat to be able to give. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I think that if Sonic wasn't in it, it would still be a good movie. And I think that it's a, like a good movie, Mm -hmm. but it's not good at doing what it's what it's trying to do in the sense that uh-huh. it's a video game movie. Right. Or as Bob would say, it's good. It's yeah, good. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but no, cause like usually when Bob says that he's like trying to downplay it, I'm not trying to downplay Sonic. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think that it's not, it, yeah. it, it, it doesn't even really try to be a mm-hmm. movie about like the world of Sonic. My honest guess. And I hate, I bet Mario is going to be between the two closer like half, exactly halfway between the two, like not quite close to Detective Pikachu. Yeah. And some people would argue that Detective Pikachu isn't even that great. Um, but I mean, I, I think, think in a vacuum, is. it's also not like if, if we're talking yeah. about, if we're like judging this against like Pixar movies or whatever, right? right? Yeah, they're not, they're not as good as that. But I think that for what they're setting out to be, I think uh, Detective Pikachu does a better job mm-hmm. uh, as far as like, you know, because even though like it's obvious world building Sonic, consistency. Yeah, exactly. Kind of stuff. Even though like it's obvious that Sonic's not necessarily trying to do that, you know, like being consistent with the video game world and kind of mm-hmm. building its own world. It is clear that it's trying to be like the best video game movie or whatever. Right. And yep. it's not really it's a video game movie in the sense that like Wreck-It Ralph is a video right. game movie. It's kind of more in, along those lines mm-hmm. than where Detective Pikachu is literally like an adaptation of a game that's on 3DS. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, but yeah, I think it's I think not going to be like till 2022 or something. Yeah, I think, so far I think Mario is probably going to be somewhere in the middle of the yeah, two. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think, if it were I think uh, all the way at the top, I'd, that'd be dope. But. That would be dope. I think Mario would... Um, has. It's going to be more of a Mario movie. It's not going to be like Sonic because right. Miyamoto is involved. So like, yep. it's going to be like entrenched in that world. Mm-hmm. I don't know the potential that Mario has to yeah. tell a good plot, you know? Right. Uh, and so. I mean, Mario also is more consistent as far as uh, just canon and everything stuff like than Mar- <laughs> than Yes. Right. And, but even within just like storytelling stuff, like there's, a, there's not much storytelling in Mario, where Sonic sometimes tries and sometimes doesn't, I guess. I feel like Sonic, yeah, Sonic kind of always tries. I think yeah. Sonic doesn't do 
uh, well all the time. Right. But like that was like kind of Sonic, st- especially like in like Sonic Three, like mm-hmm. environmental storytelling and just direct storytelling. But you know, right. like without voice acting or, mm-hmm. or dialogue, it was just you know, like you're watching the screen and you're like, oh, Knuckles took the Chaos Emeralds and he ran away, and it's like mm-hmm. the levels flow in between each other and stuff like that. So like, yeah, I think Sonic definitely has like a and to today right mm-hmm. they they try to tell these like edgy stories it's like man sonic he was like freaking fell in love with this girl and he, he told a rock star and he, yeah like yeah yeah so it's true mario movie let's see what you got uh continuing on with all this stuff i stopped sharing my screen because we were talking about other stuff mm-hmm. um he goes on to say, if you make something for the sake of selling it, then it'll have all kinds of failures. The most important thing is to make something you believe is fun rather than something that would sell. If you try making something that sells, it eventually ends up becoming like something else that's already out there. If you make what looks like something that might already be out there, then it won't sell well. That's why Nintendo makes things that have yet to be seen. Interesting, Interesting stuff. But I yeah, mean, I mean, it, I think it, that's... It makes sense. It does. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily always true. Uh, because there there's been like instances of companies that literally are like, this game is to beat out like Sonic is <laughs> yeah. a good example of that. Where it's like it was made to compete and pretty much solely to compete. Mm-hmm. And it did well. Uh and it eventually became its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't but then I think, yeah, I think there are instances where you can piggyback off somebody else's success and do well, but I think it's also just more fun and more interesting to do just plain old new Your own thing. Yeah, definitely. You know? I think it's uh, a lot easier to fall flat if you're copying somebody else, mm. but I won't necessarily agree that like universally, if you're copying right. somebody else, you're not going to succeed. Yeah, for sure. And then the last bits on this one is I've been thinking about expanding on our characters, not just in games, but in various scenes. We're working with various companies and then says, I hope we can continue doing new things without going on the defensive. We're getting a Star Tropics board game, guys. Yeah. Be <laughs> freaking late. <laughs> so there you go. There is what he had to say on that things. Uh, we've got more things that he said. Here's another one. This was on the Switch being successful, blah, 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 blah. He says, the Switch released with good timing in this age where people are walking around and using devices like smartphones, and yet they get loaded up with a lot of data. So for this reason, we thought it should be relatively easy for a single console with a single technological architecture to succeed given the situation. For mobile gaming, there are many different hardware versions that all have to be accounted for, so you don't know what else is going to come along with it all. Um, and then he said, there's also the fear of malware getting in there in that sense. I really like Apple. It's not very prominent, but they're very good at regulating things and valuing their customers usability. Uh, Does he mean malware is not very prominent or Apple's not very prominent? <laughs> uh, probably both, uh, depending on what he's referring to. Cause like, if he means yeah. like their computers, like uh, relative, they're not very prominent. Yeah, right. Have like what? But I mean, he's <laughs> like, talking about smartphones. Like less than ten percent so, of the the market. Yeah. I mean, even even in that regard, like compared to Android, they have like twenty twenty five percent or something like that. Yeah, I guess so. The market. Yeah, but which I mean is true, but also seems like a weird comparison, only because Android also encompasses like 
a ton of other companies or yeah. whatever. Whereas, I mean, that would be like comparing Nintendo software versus every other company software, which is like, I mean, know. but they do like, I mean, when, yeah. when you compare windows to Mac OS, the comparison is that Mac mm-hmm. OS is like yeah. much smaller. And it's also for that same reason where mm-hmm. it's like, they have multiple main. Yeah. Dell, HP, whatever, whatever computers and stuff like that. And it's like, if it was, uh, apples to apples uh, uh they would be one of if not the biggest like single manufacturer but mm-hmm. there's so many other guys making stuff yeah as far as like computers go i think yeah samsung might still be bigger in terms of like the amount of phones that they mm. ship per year or whatever it is um, man apple and nintendo really are very similar and yeah because in apple so many wants, ways i mean because nintendo wants <laughs> yeah so bad i mean because like they're both hardware manufacturers first and foremost but do a lot of their own software and then have third-party software that they license or that they get but then it's interesting it's i don't even know if i would say first and foremost i think that they weigh their software and their hardware equally like they 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 they, yeah. really, they, they really feel like one cannot exist without the mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Okay. That's it's. I mean, yeah. I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so on. And then the last bits that he talked about. Thanks, Miyamoto, for being a dude who and talking fun about things. Stuff. <laughs> um. Uh, at first, that sounded like I was thinking it for being a dude, which is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I just was saying words. Okay. So Tangle. this is. Yeah, very. Um, in our excerpts below, Miyamoto talks about what exactly he's involved in during the development process, blah, blah, blah. Miyamoto, I have influential... Oh my goodness. I have influence over a game's controls. I work very thoroughly with the staff on the user-friendliness and player-sense aspects. This happened on The Breath of, on the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild too. I'm also involved in the concept also, stages. I think it's important to, to say. Huh? Because yes. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 sounds like the sequel, but oh, he's talking oh, about yes, yes, yes. the original game. You're very right. Yeah, 2 is in T-O-O. Yes. Um, so this happened also on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I'm also involved in the concept stages, but everything else is up to them. Each of our designers have their own ideas and such, so it'd be a never-ending task for me if I were to venture down that path. The feel of the game is the foundation of everything that's been made so far in the process. So I tell the staff outright if it doesn't feel good to play, although I leave everything up to them afterwards. There isn't any kind of gap between the developers and me, so they know they can always reach out and I'll help them with things. And then on his development on the back end of development versus the front end. Miyamoto said, my main focus is on the first 30 minutes when dealing with which target audience the game is intended for. After we nailed down the game feel it move, and it moves on to the level design processes, my job is already done. When I'm directly involved as the producer, I do get involved in those steps and check things out, fix stuff and such. But, that's, but after that, it's bye-bye now, good luck. <laughs> and then um, on his old days of upending the tea table, which means to like you know, flip the table and start from scratch halfway through development. It's the context. So for this, he says, I might say something in the early stages of development, like what if we didn't do this? Or if you're going to do that, then what about this? But I no longer come in mid development to completely rework things. I don't upend the tea table just as a hobby or something. I only do it. So if I can see the whole, um, I only do so if I can see how the whole game will pan out. By changing the structure of things when a game isn't turning out right, I upend the tea table when I can see how things like the visuals and the merits of the game can change. If I can't see a clear vision for the game, then that doesn't mean something should be changed. After all, you can't see all the key components unless you're the director. 
And there you there have it. it is. There, there it is. is. Um, what do you think? I think Miyamoto is a smart man, but also it's a good thing that he doesn't upend the tea table yeah. as it were anymore. Mm-hmm. Because like, I think the later examples of him doing that didn't really turn out that great. Yeah. You know, like the Star Fox stuff where everybody's like real upset about like dinosaur planet and all mm-hmm. that. Even though like, honestly, I like that game, but I don't know. Everybody's like, I want the freaking arcade game. I want to spend $60 for Star Fox 64 again. Yep. Yeah. I, I wonder too, cause I don't know anything about game development, but I wonder how, I don't know, dated his, you know, just be having been doing it for so long. If how dated his impression of certain things would be, or if with that kind of thing, more experience really just still is, you know, coming to it fresh every time. Um, but I'd have a suspicion that probably, you know, if he were too nitty gritty involved with stuff that a lot of things would feel kind of more antiquated than they need to. And so I think having, um, younger people on teams and stuff like that ends up. Helping. I, th- I think, I, it, I think it depends on the person, not in the ways it, I because think like, the ways you, he was talking about too, like, yeah. if you look at like, um, what is this man's name? Kojima. <laughs> Uh, if you look at Kojima, like I, I think a lot of his sensibilities are like pretty up to date, you know, mm-hmm. like other than Death Stranding, right? Uh, but like Metal Gear Solid, like um, Phantom Pain, and stuff like that. Like it was like that felt like a modern game, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still like pushing the envelope forward, uh, even with Death Stranding. Um, yeah. So like, if you're like ingrained in it and you're like looking at all the advancements and you're still playing everything that everybody else is making and you're paying attention to that Mm -hmm. stuff i think that it's pretty easy to like stay up to date and even continue to innovate i think the problem with miyamoto is that he very much so seems like the walled garden sort of person where he's like that's not a nintendo i'm not (laughs) playing this yeah right yeah, I, I mean, I wonder. And I think the fact that he's kind of working in the way that he is, where he's helping to supervise and, like, you know, feel stuff out and play the first 30 minutes of the game, just see how it feels, is uh, that seems like a good way to go about it, where at least he also is kind of passing the torch along and letting other people do stuff. So, yeah. I'll be curious. Uh, yeah, I also just want to see the Mario movie now because he's working on that. So, um, yeah, there you go. And the last news bit we have is just PAX. We went to PAX. We did go to PAX. And there we go. We talked about it a good bit on the podcast, so we don't have to get like super into it. We didn't talk about food. We ate food. <laughs> it was okay. I'm still mad that I spent freaking $30 on what, six chicken tenders mm-hmm. for the both of us. Like combined, convention food is a racket, dude. And they need to be. That's canceled. why I didn't get lunch there any of the other days. Like I was just like, uh uh-uh, I'm not doing this. Because it just seemed like. So much money for dumb. not. Uh, but other than that, the other place like we went to this like fancy food court place. Mm-hmm. It's like a food court for millennials. <laughs> Honestly, was and it was funny because it was playing all. Nist- Everywhere we went was definitely for millennials yeah. playing. Like like just know. music from 2004 to like 2007. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, by Usher. Like anything and everything that you'd be like, that would be a nostalgic song for most people. They got it. They right in the feels. Um, yeah, I think All Star played at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear that. I'm pretty I, sure. I didn't hear that. <sighs> so uh, it was a great what else did we do that we didn't talk about on the podcast? Uh, 
we we tried to get free cookies and mm-hmm. we we were late <laughs> early technically i guess free cookies which thing well we that? would try to go like there was that place oh, at the yeah, hotel yeah. that had free cookies or whatever but it was like only at like 11 a.m or something yeah it was dumb it was coffee and cookies and they were only open at like weird pretty much any time that they were closed whenever other restaurants would be, or they were open when other restaurants would be closed or whatever, that kind of a thing. So it didn't pan out. Uh, We had an efficient target trip. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, so yeah, we had, 12 minutes before target closed and had to get a bunch of stuff. So we zipped. I don't even around. know if we necessarily had to, we just found stuff that was like, Oh, I guess I'll get that. Like there, <laughs> I, th- I think, uh, like you probably had like one thing that you're like, I want to go in here for this. And then Bob, honestly, like, I didn't Bob even either. Needed, like yeah. an echo or mm-hmm. something, but I don't, which I don't even know. If I think he, he was, he did because that was what he used. Um, yeah. Like that was like the reason why we went is because mm-hmm. Bob said he needed the echo and, uh, James needed socks. I think was the, yep. the two things that were, and, and then so we I just like, got well, granola we're, bars. We're like, we're here. We might as well get something. I got freaking Welsh's fruit snacks and lemonade. Uh, I got then, granola bars and a smile on my face. And then Alyssa got donuts. I remember that was a mm-hmm. big deal. True. Um, I don't know what Dan got other than Alyssa's donuts. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, everybody got something and we were in and out and we left. Dude, it was, it was efficient. I've never it was been efficient, in and out indeed. of Target that fast in my life. True. Um, what else did we do that we didn't talk about? <laughs> and I don't oh, know. Oh, we played we games. Out. We hung out. We talked yep. about playing games. We didn't get to play freaking any games on our personal switches though, because we didn't bring a dock. So nope. like with the hotel. And we honestly, like, by the time, literally like, just like <laughs> with, I mean, with the switch, you know, you can play it in a handheld mode and whatnot. And yeah, I was just too tired. And I was like, because we get back like a new, uh, new midnight <laughs> or one or something and like, yeah I'm and then we had to, to wake up at like seven yeah so which is gross but it was indeed so there were a couple of games that i wanted to mention that i mentioned on the podcast but um probably won't show up in a video at any point in the future maybe but possibly not so i wanted to mention them here in any case so everybody mm-hmm. can get a feel for them um number one the red lantern i mentioned this on the podcast but um it was one that i played and it was one that was in my video of games that I'm looking forward to hearing stuff about. And I don't really know what I think of it. Um, it's a survival game, but like sort of a survival, um, what's the, like story games. Um, where you uh, like walking simulators? No, the other uh, kind. Uh, where you make choices. Uh, Something novels. Um, graphic uh, visual, novels. Visual novels. Thank you. Yeah, something like that. So it's kind of like a survival visual novel sort of game um, in the sense that like I expected that as you watch the trailer and there's like dogs running around and you're in a sled and doing things, I kind of expected that you'd be doing in charge oh, of those I things remember what that game is yeah so it's that for game. context when parker played this i wasn't at the convention anymore i was True. on a plane yep. or on my way to being on a plane <laughs> or possibly in a car on my way home any of the above um yeah i thought that you'd be in charge of doing some of the things and the survival aspect would also be you know like because in the trailer there's like a bear that attacks you at some point and i figured like oh you'd be in charge of fending him off or whatever and you're not like you 
it kind of, it's like a go left or right. And then you run, you run into a bear. What do you want to do about this bear? It's like, you can hunt him. You want to throw a rock at the bear? Uh-huh. Do you want to throw bait at the bear? Do you want to throw a pester ball? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You got it. So, um, yeah, so it's just a bunch of decisions and you're trying to like, I guess, gather resources and take care of your dogs and take care of yourself. And you just go until you die and, or, or until the end, probably ideally. Um, but with a demo, like you only have one chance to go through it. And so you don't really learn the mechanics. And I just went like made a couple decisions and then I died. And I was like, well, that was that. So I'm, I'm so curious about things about this game. If it sounds like it's for you, then cool. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's quite for me. The, what I'm curious about is if it's the same every time to where you can learn like, okay, don't do A, B, B, A, C, D, but like, let's try A, B, B, A, C, A or something like that. You know, maybe it's like that where, um, or you kind of have to learn each individual obstacle and, you know, in order or something like that. I really don't know. Um, so I'll be interested to read reviews of it when it comes out for that reason. And I don't even know which one I'd rather it be because the fact that I just died straight away, I was like, okay, whatever. So that's the red lantern, uh, a little underwhelming for those kinds of reasons, but I was also tired. So maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. That's fair. And so sounds like the developers were tired too. Yo, for sure. I, I like both that developer. Cause I mean, so we were standing in a line, there were three TVs kind of on the ground and little chairs in front of them. And then we were standing in line waiting for it. And the developer like was not looking at the line at all. He was just facing forward, looking at the backs of the heads of the three people playing the games. And you could tell it was like, he just was so done and did not want people to come in up and asking him questions. So I was like, I won't bother him. So I definitely could have found out more information, but I didn't feel like it. So that, um, yeah, that one, uh, some other ones that, uh, Wonderling is one I mentioned also on the podcast. I got this little cassette tape right there. Look at that. There it is. Ta-da. I think you showed that on the podcast. I did not. Exclusive. Exclusive scoop. But, for our um, channel. Exclusive for our channel. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. A cassette tape. I, um, don't have any did way you, to play it. I was it. about to say, did you play it on something? I don't have any way to do so. Yeah. But it, also the soundtrack is on Spotify. Apparently this came out yesterday. So I just downloaded, there's download code in here and I just downloaded it, um, on my lunch break today, but I haven't actually played it yet other than the demo that I played over there. But the, the concept is interesting. Um, and it seemed like one of those that like starts out kind of easy, but then gets more complicated as it goes from the little bit that I played. But the idea of it is that at the way beginning of the game, you play like the hero character for half a second and then he goes off. And then you're the main character that you play is pretty much, there's like a, a bad witch kind of lady who's a youtuber kind of person in the world so she's like always making vlogs and videos or whatever um and which is yeah a little bit silly but it was the dialogue seemed pretty creative and fun and she bestows life-giving power to this little guy who's pretty much a goomba and um then all the gameplay is it's like an auto runner 
kind of thing where you can just choose where you jump. And so you have to, you know, jump over things, but then you get more abilities as you go through and there's story things. But then I, I think it seems like you get to decide whether you side with the quote unquote hero at the beginning or the witch lady that gave you powers. That's sort of the bad guy. Um, got to side with the YouTuber dude. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. So I'll play it and let you guys know uh, a little bit more how I enjoy it, but there's that one. And I don't feel like talking about any more games anymore. Um, so that's, that's all the ones I'll talk about right now. I'll do maybe just in the next, cause I don't want to be here forever talking about those games. Um, cause we got other things to do. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, I'll revisit some of these and give impressions on them. Yeah. Respectively. Cause otherwise I'm just talking forever and I don't want to do that. It's true. It's so here true. we go. There's that. Um, Hey, that's it for our news topics, but you know what? We made videos and people make comments and we want to read those comments and talk about them. Yep. Surely do. Do it. Um, You made a video. It was on Animal Crossing and the fact that you got to play it. Any thoughts before we get into the comments? I play Animal Crossing. It was a good game. This video was very easy to make and I'm surprised that it was (laughs) because, I mean, when we did that thing, I was like, this is going to be easy. And then like when I started editing it, I was like, this is not easy because like... I'm like hunting for a story and I was like, wait, yeah. I can just like interject. Yeah. Cause like, I also saw like, cause while I was editing my video, Bob's video went up and I was like, all right, mm-hmm. let me watch this so I can like minimize the amount of like bleed through. Cause like, I thought uh-huh. he was going to do the video that he uploaded, what today? Yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was going to do that one first. Um, but he did the animal crossing one and I was like, all right, let me like, do that. Mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I feel betrayed. Uh, because <laughs> I, I gave him every bit of information that was spoken in his video. <laughs> it's true. Um, he said a lot yeah. of valuable things. But yeah, mean? it was like, after I saw that, I was like, okay, I know where to go with this and I know like where to steer it because like at the end of the day, like his video is about like his experience. So like mm-hmm. the conclusion was basically like, know we don't know but my conclusion was more like we know but like we can know more you know um and here here's like the parts that what we can expect and then also the like addendum of like uh what they announced outside of packs on their social media and stuff like that um so i think it turned out good and people seem to like the format so like if we go to more events, uh-huh. slash when, other than, I guess, too many games. I don't know if too many games is that type of convention. Or just uh, stand around by yourself and then, like, have you standing being like, I think this. And then you in another shop being like, I don't know. What about yeah. this? Just, <laughs> just fake it, you know? Yeah. That'll work. Um, cool. Yeah. So here's some comments. First up, Catherine W. said, I like this video. But hearing you guest discussion multiplayer... Um, yeah, that's what it says. Uh, but hearing you guess discussion multiplayer, I, I guess she hearing you guys hear discuss multiplayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's important to remember that Nintendo is a family friendly brand and multiplayer is a huge side of that. We are one side of their audience, the adult video game fans, but a huge side of their audience is family and children. The multiplayer is catering to that, and if you try to see it out of their eyes, you can see why they're making a big deal about multiplayer. The family and casual gamer has been a huge part of Nintendo's marketing since the Wii, and it's huge success with that audience. Remember that it's not just us who will be playing these games, but children who will grow up to be us, too. I think child like me... I think child me would have really engaged with the multiplayer aspect of what Nintendo is doing with games today. Um, I think you misunderstood and maybe that is partially our fault. Cause I did mention, I think I mentioned this on the podcast where it was like, 
I don't think we made it clear that we're very specifically talking about the local multiplayer experience. Mm -hmm. uh, the game having multiplayer is great and we're down, but how multiplayer is done locally. Um, and I guess when you, when you're not best friends, it's just like, what's the point of doing mm -hmm. it? Um, Cause like even as a kid, and I, I think that you had to be very, very young. I'm talking like, five and under uh -huh. uh, to to be okay with that experience because otherwise you're like well i understand how this game works but i'm not allowed to play it mm -hmm. because i'm not the leader you know yep. so i'm just i'm just riding your coattails the whole time yeah um and i mean that's that's all good and fine when it's like you're playing with somebody that wants to be like involved you know but they don't mm -hmm. really know what they're doing like that's yeah. fine for that type of player um but i think the vast majority of players even with the idea that like they make games i wouldn't say they make them specifically for children but they make them with children in mind mm -hmm. um i think the vast majority of them are significantly older than that at the very least i think, I think yeah the the only ways that i can after having played the multi local multiplayer the only ways that i can really envision this being used in a way that everybody's happy with it is is legitimately somebody being like either um like me when I was growing up and I'd go to a friend's house and they were like, Hey, let's play Spider-Man two on the PS two. And I'm like, I don't know how to play that. I'll just watch you play. And they're like, no, you should play it. And I'm like, I really don't want to, cause I don't know what I'm doing and I'm not going to have this game at home. So me learning what I'm doing isn't going to be as much fun as watching you play. So yeah. something like that, where it's like, ah, I guess I'll, I'll do something, you know, I'll hang around, whatever. Yeah. Not that learning how to do something. This would be that complicated. So may on that side, I could see that maybe somebody just being like, I guess I'll just like, pits around. That's not a thing. Puts around, piddle around. I don't know. Um, or on the other side, it's like, I can't even really like, like you said, yeah, five-year-old having played games with five-year-olds recently. <laughs> I, um, my, yeah, my godson and goddaughter are four and six and even, even my goddaughter who's four and she doesn't really know how to do anything. She would be able to tell that like that person's doing that thing. And, and I, I want to do that thing. Yeah, Why exactly. can't I do that? That's weird. So, I mean, like the only way I can envision that going is if you're the parents and still letting them be the leader doing whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, I'm just here for moral support. <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, Other I, than that, I really don't know. Like the only I, scenario that I can like, uh, put like my own like experience on is like when I was younger and my brother was like, I don't know, my brother's four years younger than me. I was mm -hmm. like freaking six so he was like two yeah. about to turn three or uh -huh. something and we were playing playstation one and like my dad was like you gotta let him play and blah, blah. <laughs> i could see that yeah um, that would work well <laughs> so like uh we used to we used to give him a controller that wasn't plugged in and he's like the whole time he's like oh, i'm freaking kicking your butt and blah blah and we're like yeah whatever tj uh-huh yep you're so good at this game <laughs> that's really uh, so like i can see that being good for that mm -hmm. uh for a kid that's like wait this controller is not connected to anything <laughs> you just let them do that um, yeah but i mean i agree definitely Catherine. though i agree with the premise of uh, having multiplayer is an important kind of thing for nintendo yes, in general for adding sure. that in i think just in this one unless there's things that we just haven't seen or don't understand about it quite yet from what we've seen it's just, it's not super compelling, even for families outside of kind of the situations specifically, that I was thinking. Specifically the local multiplayer. Yes, the, right. The online multiplayer. Online and local wireless multiplayer, yeah. dope. Mm -hmm. But the local multiplayer on the same console, kind of trash. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, next comment this is from Taylor Lilliard, who said, I honestly think the local might be better with fewer people, just two, especially if they're both familiar with the game already. It would feel like a concerted effort to succeed rather than totally, yeah, rather than totally disjointed. You guys also had to deal with the learning curve of new inventory systems and crafting materials, but once players are acquainted with the new game, it should be more fun. Uh, I think that would make sense if the other player could actually do something. <laughs> like, it could definitely be that if, like, if we haven't played the game in a long time and you're over and we're, like, playing locally and I'm like, all right, I got weeds all over the place. Help me pick my weeds. Mm -hmm. It'd be great if you can help me pick my weeds. But you can't. You just sit there and you watch me pick my weeds. It also... Walking around. It's possible if there's, like, again, kind of the limitations there's some things that other people can, other players can do and some things they can't. So maybe there are things that local players can do that we weren't aware of or something like that too. Like a lot of the main thing, picking up things. Nope. You can't do that. The only way that that would be the case is if there was a way to set local players. Yes. Which also would be very ideal. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't show us that if that was a possibility. Um, Maybe just the only reason I can think of for that is if that would make all of you restricted to one screen and then it would like pull on either ends and that could be kind of cumbersome for, you know what I mean? But I don't, I, I agree that I don't think that's like if local. Okay. So I don't think that making somebody your, if in this world where you can make somebody your friend Mm -hmm. or best friend locally, I don't think that that means that they need to be the leader. I just think Mm, that that means that they can engage with the world. So like the, the, the camera would still operate in the same way where it follows the leader and everybody Mm -hmm. else warps the leader. But when you're on that screen and the leader's doing something, you can help them do that Mm -hmm. thing. For what it's worth, I do think there's probably going to be ways that you can make it. And I, I agree with the two people thing that that's probably, those are the only scenarios I can envision in the first place that would work. There's probably ways that efficient things could happen, you know, in the sense of like, if you can figure out what the limitations are of the second player and what things they can do, then maybe you can do some tasks together that would, that would make that work yeah. better. But the, the only way that I can think of that without having played, like I don't know what those are efficient in any way is mm-hmm. if it was like, all right, let's build out the bridges and do all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like an inventory based thing where it's like, okay, I'll right. have all the items in my inventory to build the stairs. And then you have the items in your inventory to build mm-hmm. the ladders or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can like switch back and forth. Cause I mean, we talked yep. about how that's pretty seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if it's that and we're just swapping back and forth as the leader to like build the things, then yeah, sure. Um, but I think that that's a very specific thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that can yeah. only be done, but so many times before it's like, all right, I did everything I needed to do in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's interesting. Uh, next comment is from Andy who said, I never noticed it before, but yeah, I have a hard time selling animal crossing to my friends and coworkers. Like, yeah, you just fish and catch bugs. Just just play it. It's fun. I've been work. I've been playing since GameCube, but also have played the Wii and 3DS games. Did they ever explain why the GameCube Animal Crossing characters had horns on their hat? Are we supposed to be Vikings? Is it to blend in with the animals? <laughs> okay, so I looked this up. Uh, there's no official uh, ruling on this, but it does seem like the general consensus is that it's to blend in with the animals. It's not a Vikings thing. Huh. Do you always have to be wearing a hat? In the first game, if you're a guy, I'm pretty sure you got to wear the, the Viking hat. I think the female villager doesn't, but I could hmm. be wrong about that. Weird. It is weird. 
But yeah, I, I definitely, as being on the other side of that, Andy, I <laughs> agree that it's one of those things that even now, like I've played it a little bit. So, and I've played other similar ish kinds of things to where I'm like, I, I bet I'm just going to like it, but I just kind of have to trust people that it's just going to be fun. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I, th- I think that the most effective way to communicate the value of animal crossing uh, is to compare it to other things because it, it very much so is Minecraft and mm-hmm. Stardew Valley. Like that's what the game is. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if you have an idea of like, oh, okay, yeah, I get why that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's easier to say like, this is why this yep. Which Minecraft was another one, same thing. I've talked about it before on here, but I'd only ever played the creative mode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this kind of sucks. It's pretty like... <laughs> yeah, the creative mode's not. Uh, like, unless you're like the type of person that's like, I want to make a... Yeah. I mean, I, I the creative make mode's fun. Yeah. The creative mode's fun if you have already played um, the regular mode, the survival mode or whatever. It's kind of like yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, whatever. You need to do that. Cause like mm. it could just be the Sims where it's like, yeah, I, I mean, that's build X thing or whatever. Yeah. But it's, I mean, I think for most people it would be more fun. Yeah. If you've learned what your limitations are and now you can like do whatever you want. Kind of like right. Tony Hawk four, I think um, you played the normal way. And then there's a ton of cheat codes that you could get where you could pretty, you're pretty much just doing whatever you want. Yeah. And I, so I, I had it on my, um, I book G four in 2004 and I played it on there. It ran at like five frames a second and I didn't understand what was going on. And I played it. Did you it wasn't really, that? it was, Why? um, no, it just came free on the computer, oh, um, wow. which is weird. Uh, yeah, I, it probably actually ran at 15 frames per second. Like it was about half speed, maybe 20. I don't know. Um, but it was pretty consistently half speed to where I played it on there and it was like, I'm pretty good at this. And one day I played it at somebody else's house that had it on you know, PlayStation two or something. And yeah, I was not good at it. I was just playing it really slow, but you get all the cheat codes and like, it's fun to do the cheat codes once you've already beaten the game. And like, now I can do all this crazy stuff. But if you just go straight into having the cheat codes, it's not as much fun. So yeah, that's it, that stuff. But, um, which I mean, similarly for this, it's like pay to win stuff. It's just never really fun. So like, if you just got animal crossing and like, that's why they don't want people to cheat with it and having, you know, probably time travel kinds of stuff in some regards is because if you just have everything, then it's like, did I pull a, what now? I'm trying to see if I did I pull a comment. I don't know. I don't know if this comments about that or not. Uh, yeah, no, never mind. I thought somebody commented talking about how they, they wish that they didn't take out the time traveling stuff because like, mm. then you can't progress as fast and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's a, a very intentional thing because like, if you can time travel and you could do all the like little things that you can mm-hmm. think of in your head, just off the top of your head of like, yeah. I want to do X, Y, and Z, the value is going fast. Yeah. Whereas if you play it like deliberately and it's like mm-hmm. a day by day sort of thing, you find goals easy yeah. you know right. you'll and add you're, things you're to like that more checklist. informed exactly mm-hmm. uh whereas like you just go in with a vague idea of like i know what this game is and i want to experience mm-hmm. christmas and i want to see what that's like and then i want to yeah. do the easter stuff and then i'm done you know it's yeah. like eh. yep it's whereas true. if you're playing the game and you're talking to villagers and they're like man i heard of this one village and they have like a gym and you're like <laughs> what I want to build a, a gym, gym. <laughs> yeah i've just got a james oh my god yeah <laughs> uh, last comment for this uh, uh, Karaya or Karia Bengali I'm sorry if I pronounced you wrong I'm sure I did 
said, honestly, I'm so happy that you've actually played Animal Crossing before and you know what to expect. I feel like a lot of the bigger gaming slash Nintendo channels are saying that they're excited to play, but I'm wondering how they'll do with the whole not really having goals thing. Also, they're not really getting how revolutionary some of the things we've been shown in New Horizons really are. I think Minecraft is a good game to bring up too because it's it's in a similar boat out of outsiders wondering why would you want to do that? That's ironic now. Um, Animal Crossing is an escape from real life game like Minecraft or Terraria or The Sims or Stardew Valley. Yeah, true. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I just while we were filming that thing, I, I got that vibe where it's like nobody really understands this game. <laughs> uh, so it's like, I, I was mm-hmm. glad that I was able to provide that for both of our videos. Indeed. This is true. Because otherwise, we're just like, I don't know, like, it, it just feels like it's a video, like you're, you're watching a video to convince yourself not to buy something. And mm-hmm. it just seems weird. It's like, if you don't want to buy Animal Crossing game, then just don't watch Animal Crossing videos. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And sometimes you watch videos to convince yourself to buy something or maybe not like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This was any last thoughts though on, uh, on your vid. Nah, can't wait to play it. Yep. I'll know what I'm doing next. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a fun time. Um, yeah, I made a video. I was curious what people's response would be to this one. I also don't know, and we can figure this out if a couple weeks down the road, we'd want to like even change the title for it because it's only barely about Pokemon mystery dungeon. I think we're fine. Cause the, the whole idea of it and why it's in quotes is Uh like to present an idea. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is the idea that is the going thought right now. And people got the gist of it. Like, look at the yep. like and dislike ratio. There's it no is funny. It's being like, this is yeah, because this is just like a. a the, there's three types of comments. Um, there were people say people just responding to the title and just saying like, which it could be a number of things. Like some of them were just saying like, no, it's not worth that, or yes, it is worth that, or um, saying like, well, that's just pretty much saying points that I made in the video, but just hadn't watched the video yet or at all. I don't know. Um, so there was that kind, there was also people having watched the video and just saying whether or not they would be interested in specifically Pokemon mystery dungeon, but seeming informed about it, you know, from what I said. Um, and then other people that had like very interesting conversation points on the topic as a whole, um, which was on it. Like the whole reason I wanted to make the video was for, have having that topic of games yeah, being worth something think, and whatever. I think that it's harder to not only promote a video like that, mm-hmm. but also to get people to have that type of conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's easier to like Trojan horse it and say, mm-hmm. this is a thing that is like very much so involved with the topic of this video. Mm-hmm. And those comments kind of just prove your point you know Mm -hmm. like their thesis statements and then you have the people that were going to engage with that conversation because like think about it like this if we if we titled that video to to be like this is a conversation about (laughs) being worth whatever or we did the whole thing where it's like we over explain the premise of the video and then Mm -hmm. like basically killed the purpose of a title on right which is SEO. And if you mm-hmm. overstuff the length of a title, they, it, it just makes everything worse. The shorter the title is, the better. If we can yeah. just like get a point across that's related, that's not going to make people mad. 
then that's good. Uh, but like in this scenario, if we did that and we titled it this very specific thing, the people that would have watched the video were the people that commented about mm-hmm. that thing, right? Like it wouldn't it it wouldn't have increased or changed the the comments that people that just like made me jerk comments would have made. Yeah, it would have right. just limited the video to the Grimhanes of been like <laughs> the people that want to engage with that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just like a bad move. To <laughs> yeah. But we did have some interesting, co- I tried, I tried to find some like negative comments that, cause any of the negative comments were just people being like, no, it's not worth that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of responding to the title, but I, I wanted to find people that just disagreed with me in general. And there weren't really any, at least that I've seen it so far. I'm sure there will be. Um, but yeah, in any case, I think, so I think that's like a, a popular opinion because like, I would hope as, so. Cause as it feels consumers as consumers, you want to be able to be like, yeah, yeah no, I think that this is worth as little money as I could possibly spend for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regardless yeah. of how much money you have. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, so it, it, the only, <laughs> the only time that you'll see people that have opinions that differ are people that are, uh, I mean, like me, that it's like very cognizant of like this game costs this much and I'm aware of that and I know uh-huh. why uh, they value games for what they value them as. Mm-hmm. And like, it's it's not always this like cut and dry of thing of like, oh, well, they spent $3 million porting this game or whatever. It's like so much more goes into yeah. like yeah. the market value of a game and all that stuff. And it's just like way more effective to just not buy it or tell people not to buy it uh-huh. than to be like, I want this game to be $20. Cause like <laughs> that purports that. And I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to say $20 cause you specifically said 20. I just do it over. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, like I, I think that it's just way more effective to, to be like, I'm not going to buy this because yeah. like trying to saying like, I want this game to be $20 mm-hmm. sound like you think you're owed the game right yeah and i i don't think that that's the case it's like either you want to buy the game or you don't and right yeah yeah and exactly and like yeah my point towards the end about the 20 dollars thing was exactly that where it's like i i might want to buy the game if it were less but it's not so i'm gonna wait until some theoretical point and then I'll reevaluate if I want to. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. And that, and that's what I think is like a good attitude towards it. Cause obviously I don't buy every switch game. Right. Uh, and yeah. I don't think that I, I don't really go that far into it where I'm like trying to convince myself that if I'm not interested in a game where it's like, well, if it was X, like right. If, yeah. if Dragon Quest 11 was 20 or 12 mm-hmm. or five, or they gave me $3, maybe mm-hmm. I'd play it. Yeah, you know, I just or they gave me three. Dollars. Yeah, I was like, I just don't want to play it. Um, and that uh-huh. it's just that cut and dry for me. It's either I'm going to buy it or I'm not. Yeah. Um, and I don't really care how much it costs. In that mm-hmm. Um, also true. So yeah. Um, let's get into some comments. Taylor Bone or Bounty maybe said this was a great video. Thanks. Very interesting topic. I've wondered if Nintendo's pricing, um, if their games. Oh, if Nintendo's pricing of their games hinders sales or not, or does it create a somewhat artificial sense of value by keeping a game that's years old at sixty dollars? I think I thought this that, was a very interesting question. Yeah, I think that it's. I don't know. I think it's misguided to say that the the thing that's artificial is the value. Because mm. if anything, I think the thing that's artificial is to say that oh, this game's X years old. So it's less valuable because the game didn't degrade, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just because Mario Kart eight is what 
seven years old or whatever doesn't mean it's any less good than it was when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that that whole idea is ironically the inverse of like what the thought process is where it's like, because most developers are like, well, this game's old, i.e. it's not selling as much as it did when it first came out. So let's drop the price rather than what people think the thought process is, which is like mm-hmm. this game's old. So it's not as valuable anymore. So mm-hmm. we're dropping the price. And really, I, yeah, I don't think it has to do with age. It just has to do with like Sony, for example, with Horizon Zero Dawn, again, being one of the examples, at some point that game was selling less than they wanted it to sell anymore. And so they decided to drop the price to try to, uh, as far as we can assume, based on, you know, just exactly. trends and I mean, stuff like that, that. That's definitely what it is. Yeah. Right? So they try to drop the price to keep sales up and then they drop yeah. the price further to keep sales up, you know, like that. It's a continuous trend at that point. Whereas Nintendo's philosophy is just not to do that um, for, and I, I mean, their reasoning really probably is just like, no, our games can be worth $60. If people aren't buying them, more people will buy them later. <laughs> like that kind of a thing. I, I think, I think that is just as calculated. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that they came away with a different conclusion. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that their sales numbers, if we look at their financial reports, uh, support that, mm-hmm. that like their games sell and they continue mm-hmm. to sell for a very long time. The fact that what, last year, Mario Kart, we sold a hundred thousand units at yeah. its full price, you know, it's like, it speaks mm-hmm. volumes to that. I it's think like, the, I mean, we talked about Nintendo selects a while ago and I think that's their, the ace up their sleeve, I guess, yeah. as far as like game sales go. Right. So that's kind of the thing that at some point they wait to do that where it's like, and it depends on what the game is Yeah, because there's certain games that will literally never be Nintendo selects like Pokemon yeah. games. You're never going to see them as, as a uh, Nintendo select. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's because mm-hmm. they're the games that like get updated and it's like, Oh yeah, this game sold another million mm-hmm. units in the past seven months or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know that it creates an artificial sense of value, uh, but I think it does make it, um, I think it underscores the game's value. Right. Yes. The market says this game is valuable, so we're going to agree with the market. And then mm-hmm. if the market is like with one, two switch, you're like, ah, I don't know about that. And then they're <laughs> like, oh, you're right, market. And they drop the price. I don't know. Has, Mar- has one, two switch dropped in price? It's yeah, been it's $50 not- since launch. I mean, it goes on sale it's like, a bunch. It's like 45 or something like that, I think, retail. Let's see what it is. Currently. Amazon wouldn't be a good one to check because they do their own thing. Um, yeah. Let's check Target. That would be because they don't do like weird because like Walmart's always cheap too. Um, yeah, pro tip: now. Walmart uh, buy games for ten dollars or like ten percent off at Walmart for some reason. Um, it might one, be more than ten percent. <laughs> it's actually, I think you're right because it's like yeah on um, on Amazon it's forty two dollars. On oh it wasn't even fifty on uh, the digital version is still sixty dollars yeah so it's like yeah I, th- I think that they definitely I like, thought it was fifty at launch that's weird no uh, no no uh, they like officially dropped the price of the game um, but yeah I think the the MSRP right now is fifty and most retailers are selling it even cheaper than that mm-hmm. um, yep so yeah I think that like there are instances of them being like all right this game's not as selling as well as we wanted to mm-hmm. so we'll drop the price but yep. it's just rare because usually their games yeah. sell better than they thought they would yep but yeah it does i mean like max tweeted something out and i and i mentioned it kind of in the video of the whole my friend wants to buy a switch and now he wants to get all these games and like it's way harder to get into 
a backlog of Switch games right now until a Nintendo Select happens, if it happens again, um, than it is to get into owning a PS4 or something like that because yeah, you just it costs so much more money. And I, and I think that the onus isn't on Nintendo there. No, yeah. The, the onus is on literally everybody else that's still buying the games. Like, you need to take that up with them. Because and, and like, <laughs> as a business owner, I'm not going to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. there's there's a couple thousand people that don't want to spend like they want to buy every game and they don't want to spend full price to buy every game yeah. so i'm going to drop the price and lose the money on the people that will buy mm-hmm. every game for 60 dollars and not even think about it because that's how much games cost in their mind yeah so it's like I, I don't know like I, I think it's funny too because people saying like someone could say and it's true the whole speak with your wallet thing um at the same time when something is so big that like, like Pokemon or whatever, if you wanted to boycott Pokemon, there's still 16 million people that aren't boycotting Pokemon. So speaking with your wallet kind of doesn't do anything at that point. Yeah. But sucks Cause like, that's the only way to do it. You know, at the same time, it's the whole thing. It's like boating. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's like, I mean, that's super topical right now, but <laughs> that's what it is. It's like, if everybody thought like that, where it's like, Oh, my vote, I don't know. Well, your why, what are people voting for right now? Uh, you know, you know. I'm joking. Uh, the, the, the next uh, voting for E3 to happen. The next monarch for uh, the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom because PJ ain't cutting it. You know. Yeah. Um, He's off traveling all the time. Yeah, and and just playing with Mario and Bowser's emotions. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's that whole thing. It's like yes, one specific person boycotting Pokemon is not going to do anything. But mm-hmm. if the thousands, if not honestly millions of people that are mm-hmm. complaining about Pokemon, and by millions, probably like at most two million people on the internet, yeah. be like, oh, I freaking hate Pokemon. If two million people drop pokemon and stop buying it mm-hmm. that would be very notable if pokemon mm-hmm. uh, sword and shield sold two million less units than even let's go or whatever mm-hmm. like what other, other pokemon game uh x and y sun and moon whatever they would take notice of that it doesn't have to be again a commercial failure mm-hmm. for them to be like oh okay let's reevaluate yeah um so yeah, no, I don't. I I, I think that that's a cop out for for <laughs> for like wanting to complain on the internet and not really you know face consequences for it. And mm-hmm. by consequences, I mean complain about this thing and say I'm not going to buy this for the clout, and then yeah. you buy it anyway. Yeah. You know, like stand your ground, dude. If you, if it's really not worth your money, don't spend your money because nobody's mm-hmm. forcing you to, but you. That's true. Uh, next comment this is from Mega Man. What's up, Mega Man? said great video parker and very thought-provoking thanks uh i love this question you posed at the beginning is this game worth your 60 dollars or in my case 80 dollars because he's in new zealand and that's money Uh, this is (laughs) this is my answer to that question i think every game has its worth to you as a consumer you raised all the valid points around this when link's awakening came out a lot of people were screaming out how it wasn't a 60 dollar game and they were were frame rate issues, blah, blah, blah. To me as a consumer, it wasn't a game that I saw and I was like, oh my goodness, I want that right now. As one, I never played the Game Boy. Uh, And two, it didn't seem like a game I would have enjoyed. So I didn't spend my money on that game. However, after watching gameplay and reviews on it, I would like to play it at some point, but I'll buy it when I can feel like I can justify the price of it on sale. For Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, I was so glad I got to play the demo because I have heard so many good things about the game from people who've played it in the past and was so excited to try it. And when I did try it, I hated it. Wasn't for me, so I won't spend my money on that game. Now, Breath of the Wild, I did pay the full price for one and a half... 
I did pay the full price for one and a half years after release on Switch, and by God, it was worth every single dollar I spent on that game. The open world, exploring the story, the annoying and frustrating mechanics made me want to play more and more, and I still play it to this day. It was worth paying the full price for. Those are just three examples of games that are and are not worth their prices to me as a consumer. The list could go on and on. For the people who love to sit and complain about the cost of games, just don't buy them at full price. Simple. Buy it at a price that you feel you can justify, and then you'll be happy. Last but not least, love your work, guys. Oh my God, just sent a novel. Am I now Grim Hain? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Grim Hain did. So. He didn't. So there you go. There's You're feeling that. it. He took his, <laughs> took his spot. Uh, but no, um, I really enjoyed that comment. But yeah, I completely agree with this. And I think that that's the long and short of it. Because it's like, there's, again, I don't own every Switch game. <laughs> so there's <laughs> obviously games that I think to myself, that's not worth the money for me. But you're not going to see me tweet, X game is not worth, or make a video, X game is not worth 60. I'm never going to do that. You're ne- you will never, uh-huh. ever, ever see me say, X game is not worth blank. Right. I may say like in the case of Kirby, where it's like, I feel like they should do better with Mm -hmm. Kirby as a franchise and blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's not really about the money. It's more so about the franchise and like what Mm -hmm. they could do. And like, I think even slightly different verbiage, but saying a similar thing that appeals to the same emotion is instead of saying like, I don't know, say some indie game that is priced at, I don't know, uh, Monster Boy, for example, was $40 mm-hmm. when it came out, which I felt was a little bit steep for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think it's a question of that game's not worth $40. I actually didn't play it, but I've heard a ton of great things about it. But I think... From Dan and only Dan. Right. <laughs> but I think it is valid to say that I feel that game is priced high for how it's going to sell. You know what I mean? Where like, I just knowing the market, I've got a feeling like it's not going to sell as well as they would like it to at that price point, that kind of a thing. Um, but it's like, but cool. If it does, that's awesome. Like I'm not complaining about it being that price, but I'm saying like that doesn't feel to me like the most effective price point for that game. And the same happened with like when Cadence of Pyro came out, people, I feel like were like $25. That should be a $15 game, which is like, whatever. Yeah, like, it sold what, great. <laughs> what, even, what even, I don't yeah. even get that. Like when it's that much of a, like if it's $10, mm-hmm. let me remind you <laughs> that I spent $30 on six chicken nuggets or chicken tenders, yep. you know, like mm-hmm. it, when it becomes a thing of like this game, $60 is an outrage. I want it to be $50. It's like, what? <laughs> like you would think that the game was priced at like four times its value right. with yeah. how people complain about this thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's $10 more than I would pay for it. This is outrageous. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, oh, I mean, no. it's 10 whole dollars. Dude. What would you ever do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, which brings us kind of this next comment to this is from the duper who short comment just says the fact that Wii U ports and remakes are $60 when crash and Spyro recent titles are $40 is the problem which kind of, uh, I don't know that that's really comparable in some it's regards. Not. Cause it's, it's, I think it does go back to, I mean, sort of what we were saying, just as far as like just different companies decide to price things at different price. Best example <laughs> is the PlayStation mini classic PlayStation mm-hmm. classic. Yeah. They priced it at a hundred dollars and yep. that was just too high the for the market. Big old nope. Yeah. And, but that said, like, 
I, I could see the same thing being a hundred dollars and being worth it if it were better, just had like better games on it or something like mm-hmm. that. But at the moment, it's just like not enough people agreed with that price point. So they had to change the price point. And ironically, like they had to bring it down and they had to bring it down to like $25 before a lot of people would buy it. But I feel like just complete guess if they had launched it at $60, way more people, even if they, even though they didn't like it that much would have been like, ah, yeah, $60, whatever. I'll give it a try. Um, just because buying something when it comes out is actually like, uh, that's, you know, a big deal where something going on sale that deep, it makes you feel like, ah, it's not, it's not worth it or something along those lines. Like it gives the wrong message. So that's one of those things, you know, it's companies just go with what they, you know, what they know or what yeah, and they, also there's things that are not intrinsic value. Yeah. Like right. Cra- like crash bandicoot is not worth as much as Mario. So a Mario Wii U port is going to be worth more than a Crash Bandicoot game. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in terms of that too, again, value and Kickstarter goes to show this. When you, even when you say it's not worth as much as Mario, that's the the general populace doesn't agree that it's worth as that they would pay as much money for this thing. Cause like with a Kickstarter, you'll see with wonderful one one people wanted to pay a thousand dollars for a wonderful one one game pretty much. I mean, like obviously there's lots and lots of knickknacks and benefits from doing that, but in, in essence, they're paying a thousand dollars because they want this game to come, which is like a lot of money. Um, but I think that's the thing is like, enough people have to agree with the value of the thing being at whatever price point you set, um, for it to make market sense. And Nintendo's found that like $60 makes market sense. Most of the time, it is interesting to me, the times that they have the games be like sushi striker and captain toad. I think there's other examples. Um, like why is captain toad only, only cost $40? Um, maybe they didn't think he was marketable enough. Yeah. I don't, that's interesting to me just in general, you know, like maybe I really don't know, <laughs> you know? And they, I mean, they, you'd have to figure they run a lot of market tests of being like, yeah. what would you pay for this game? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, it also that it does factor into reviews as well to some degree, you know, like not like that. a yeah, ton, they do, but they do mock reviews. Like they, they, they do reviews of like, they hire journalists Hmm. review their game before the journalists that are like with the IGNs and all right. Yeah. And then they all review the game and say, Oh, I think this will get X on Metacritic. Mm -hmm. And then that'll decide like, okay, that, okay. We know what our embargoes are going to be. And we're going to send out to this many outlets and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, so that's interesting stuff. Uh, And then the last comment is from Alec who said, Alex, a regular hello, Alec, who said, Uh, I think a sliding scale would be way worse for most consumers. If games that take developers more resources to make slash take more time for consumers to finish were put on this sliding scale, I would assume they would cost more than the average quote unquote game breath of the wild or following the three houses would be 80 to a hundred dollars. Actually 80 is about what they cost with DLC right now. So I don't know. I tend to mostly play sprawling RPGs, so I would definitely be out more money in this hypothetical. Overall, I don't think this will happen for the same reason the most blockbuster movies aren't rated R. As someone selling something, you don't want to narrow your pool of consumers, and by pricing something above the standard, that's exactly what they'd be doing. The reverse also works. Nintendo isn't going to bring Super Mario Bros. U over at less than $60 because it'll undercut the sales of other Mario games. I know the money all makes it back to them in the end, but they don't want to cannibalize the sales of Mario Odyssey in the process. 
Real world example, I love Final Fantasy VII. I played the remake demo and I thought it was great. I've purchased original Final Fantasy VII at least four times at this point when you add it up, about $100. I'm so excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake and I'm 100% going to buy and spend a large portion of April playing it. But I've been waffling over buying the standard edition $60 or the deluxe edition with more stuff at $80. That extra $20 is going to get me stuff I know I'll like, but I'm not sure if it's worth the game being $80. So yeah, I'm for this standard pricing and very for waiting for sales on things. I have so many RPGs to finish. This was a long rambly comment, probably in need of editing, but I'm not going to do that. Great video, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with that. And I think that that hypothetical is more like an illustration than like an actual thing that we think would happen. <laughs> Where it's like, I, I think the argument is just like, mm -hmm. it, it sounds good in your head to be like, this game isn't worth as much as Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. and of course, you're not going to be like, well, that also means that Breath of the Wild. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? Like, it's like that whole thing of, like, kids telling on, like, their sibling or, like, what their mm -hmm. teacher did or whatever. Like, I think some kids, like me, like, I, whenever I got in trouble in school, mm -hmm. I would call my mom in the principal's office and be like, I did this, but the teacher did this. You know? <laughs> but most kids are going to be like, the teacher did this. And it's like, what did you do? And it's like, I didn't do anything. The teacher just being mean to me, dude. The teacher just doesn't like me, man. Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. uh, most people are going to be in that, in that camp where they're like, I think Mario Odyssey is worth $60, but new Super Mario Bros. U is worth mm -hmm. 30 And right. I won't pay a cent more for it or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, it's, they won't even think about paying more than 60 yeah yeah i think i mean exactly like i think it's a standard or it's a free-for-all and a free-for-all is isn't better for barely anybody you know because like ultimately can companies are going to want to like they're not pro-consumer in the way that we want them to be because mm -hmm. they're companies and they are trying to make money so like we love the companies that we love and that's great. But like at the same time, they're more often than not, will probably end up feeling just a little bit gypped, you know, like the ones that, um, and maybe not by some of the ones that do feel more pro consumer, but definitely other ones will get way out of hand, you know, and charge like this one is $80 in a time where it's like, but I don't understand why it's $80. I'm like, well, it just is. It needs it. But also like, because of the way things work. And I think that the, I think this industry on the whole outside of Nintendo just likes having standards. Mm -hmm. Even yeah, if they're not sure. like it, like forced on them. They like having a standard. So yeah. either every game that comes out is going to be that sprawling $100 mm -hmm. game or every <laughs> game is going to be like that smaller $40 game. And I don't think that that's a world we want to live in either. Yeah, right. So good comments, everybody. It was a great old time. There were a bunch of good comments that I didn't pull either, but they were good. Um, it's a video I've been wanting to make for a while. I'm glad I did it. And here we go. What a and fun it's doing time. pretty good. It's nice. It's up there with uh, every other non-Animal Crossing video. <laughs> fun times. You should have made a video. You should have like pinned it around Animal Crossing. You should have like, is Animal Crossing worth $60? And then got all the angry comments from the, <laughs> the Animal Crossing people. You're not wrong. <laughs> Pokemon Mystery Dungeon SEO wise is definitely going to die out. Man, everybody just knows how we do things now. Again, like for me, a lot of times I just have thoughts that it's like it would be interesting to make this 
this video. And so the topic ends up just being kind of a way to talk about those things that I feel like would be interesting for all of us to talk about. Yeah. But also this I disagree that I still disagree that mystery dungeons SEO is going to die out because like before mystery Pokemon, dungeon, yeah. even, yeah, exactly. But, and before they even announced anything about mystery dungeon, mm -hmm. I did a video about mystery dungeon and it was like one of our best performing videos in the last like three months prior to me making that video. So I think that that video will be fine. Yep. All right, but uh, speaking of not that, let's talk. Yep. We got questions, question and answer. This is the last segment of the podcast, and we have a good old time. Hey, before we get into this, you should review the podcast. I forget to say that all the time. That's true. But you should not go me, to but you, you guys, go on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. Can you review podcasts? I don't on think so. I don't Maybe. know. All the services that let you click a star number, mm -hmm. go put, give us like a, all the stars. Give us five, dude. Give us a high five, dude. Uh, and tell people why you like the podcast if you like the podcast. Yeah. I'd assume you want, especially if you're listening to this part right now, you definitely like the podcast. If you're still <laughs> listening to us talk. I don't even know how far in, like two hours in or whatever. Uh-huh. Definitely like the Just podcast. Just about, almost. So let people know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, all right. Q&A. Here we go. First questions from Discord. This is from Grimhane. He's got a whole bunch on here. Thanks, Grimhane. Please rank Bob's intimidation level on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the highest. Uh, I give Bob a solid three and a half <laughs> because like, I mean, he's, he's a relatively tall man. He is a tall I man. Th I think people exaggerate how tall, I don't think he's that tall. Like he's not like ret tall, you know, like he was seven. also wearing boots the first day. And I don't know how much taller that those made him, but he seemed Bob's he's very like, lanky too. He's like six, six, one. He's like around there. And that's like, okay. You he know, he feels taller than that to me. Cause my dad's six foot and he felt taller than my dad. But again, it might've been the boots. So it's probably, but go on. Yes. But yeah. No, I, I think that most of the three is not even decided just cause he has mm -hmm. the, uh, the, like, he has like the rest in B face. <laughs> yeah. just, it looks mad all the time. Uh, I would, I'd for say the most, the most part, Bob's like real, like contrary to like how you see him in videos, he's like real reserved and mm -hmm. like quiet, you know? Yeah. Honestly, like I would have expected a six, and probably in reality was a four, but that made it feel like a three where it's like, oh, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, look at that. Yeah. I had a great time hanging out with Bob. He might've had a terrible time hanging out with me, but he put on a great face if that was the case. <laughs> no, we, it was, yeah, he's a real sweet guy. Um, but I, it is funny. Cause yeah, I was imagining it's just funny the you dynamics did, in general yeah, i just you mentioned you mentioned that to me before i don't know if it was like on the podcast but you're like i don't know man it's, it would be a wild card like how I, yeah that, like, honestly just, here's oh. the thing too beforehand i expected for whatever reason that uh i well i didn't know for i guess i knew james was going to be there but didn't like know specifically i assumed you probably would have been hanging out with bob a lot more, which meant I was like, oh, I'm glad Dan's here so that I can have somebody tag back. Oh, you with thought I was just going to be like abandoning you? <laughs> uh, not like abandoning, but like, you know, just like hanging out with Bob because you guys ah. know each other IRL and stuff. And that was yeah, not the case. Like, you and I hung out a lot and it was a grand old time. So it was fun. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you nice. Um, but yeah, so probably a three-ish something around there. 
Yeah, you and James got along really well. Man, was, James not, is not necessarily surprised by that, but I was like, oh, that's neat. <laughs> like, I, was, I didn't even <laughs> consider how you guys is dynamic. Yeah. He Wouldn't he opens up like because the first day we talked a bunch and it was like yeah, fun. Like, I saw and you then, guys were talking while we were streaming. Uh-huh. But yeah, just over time, the rest of the time, it was just. He's a hoot. Um, hopefully, I'm sure James doesn't listen to this podcast, but I hope he knows that I think he's a hoot. Uh, next I'm up, sure what knows. game most surprised you at PAX? Uh, I feel like I got two answers in both directions. Okay, so um, in a negative way, the Red Lantern a little bit. Um, that I was just kind of... Disappointed is a strong word, because like I was mostly curious about it, and now I'm like... Meh about it so i was just surprised at kind of what it was in some regards but whatever that's that uh, i already talked about that but fogs is the other one that definitely surprised me in the positive way watch bob's video probably from that went up today to get like a really good impression of what we all think about it but that was the one that surprised me the most because i thought it was going to be a kind of neutral to like kind of interesting game and it would ended up being real cool yeah i i don't think i was surprised really by anything uh because like I kind of the games that I played, I expected what I expected from them, and they that's what happened, you know. <laughs> like, and I kind of made it a point to not like play a whole bunch of stuff because I knew I wasn't going to talk about it. So it was like, why wait in line and like do yeah. like, take space from other people and do all that? I'm because I'm not going to make a video about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like in that regard, I wasn't really surprised by anything. Fogs, I knew I was going to like when me and Bob saw it in the direct, and we're like, okay, yeah, this is definitely a stream game. Uh, and it, it did not disappoint. Nope. <laughs> Have a, at least one stupid, hilarious stream of that <laughs> game. It would be great. <laughs> it will. Also, Fall Guys was cool, but that yeah. might be a... I had no expectations for that game because I yeah. didn't know it existed. Yeah, there uh, were a whole bunch that were like that. Like, most of the rest of them I didn't know existed. The Yacht Club games were pretty much exactly what I thought they were going to be yeah. in terms of, like, not mechanics. Like, I didn't know 100% mechanics-wise what they were going to be, but I was like, these will be well-refined and, like, well-built games, and they were. So, not a huge surprise, but... And Animal Crossing was about what I expected as well, so... Uh, next question. I doubt AJ has anything for us because watching stuff is because watching stuff. What is that? But what have you watched? Anything good recently? Uh, um, I watched Dragon Ball Z Bridge the game. Yeah, look at that. But kinda like <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean I literally was watching it earlier today, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Um, yeah, man, I've been watching a bunch of stuff here or there. I think I mentioned Lock and Key on here at one point. That was that's a new that Netflix. Is. It's a new Netflix show. Um, it had ten episodes. We finished them. They were good. They were fun. Um, Will mentioned it. It used to be it was a graphic novel or a comic book or something like that. And apparently, compared to that, it's like not that great or something. But I thought it was good. It was well done. So I had a good time. That one uh, also new Netflix one that we watched and we were kind of like yeah about um, was. Oh man, I'm not okay with this. I think that was what it was called. It's seven episodes and it feels like it should be a 40 minute type show, but they're only like 20 minute episodes, which is like a little bit odd because again, like if it has the, You're feel, not it should okay be a longer with one. it. <laughs> um, and it was, I was not that great. It was an interesting premise. Like it's kind of one of those like normal person has superpowers, but they're quirky and like, it's kind of, 
dark and the, that kind of thing. Um, but the actress that plays the main girl, I just didn't think did a really good job. Like, I think she's overplaying the really awkward high schooler kind of thing. And that's a thing. Um, but otherwise, yeah, regular stuff. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, picking back up on that. Just watched the first two episodes of the new season yesterday. Um, and then regular ones, slowly working through Full Metal, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, my hero. And whatnot. New My Hero tomorrow. I need to I'm gonna catch it. up on that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and speaking of TV shows, he asks, will you watch The Last of Us series when HBO releases it? Um, I don't have HBO, but like, I feel like that's going to be one of those things that like, you know, like the Mandalorian, like the, yeah. one of the, one of the, the rare things that I'm like, all right, this is enough in the zeitgeist where I feel like I have to watch. <laughs> um, so possibly I haven't played any of the games. Gotta rob somebody for their HBO. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be doing that with Mitch has HBO. So I'll probably just use his. You can also, I think get like a 30 day free trial. Um, so if you just wait for it to be done, but at yeah, that point it would be out of the sight guys uh, exactly so i'll probably borrow mitch's and watch it for the same reasons but um yeah i don't know i haven't you know never even played the game never even played the game so i i, I don't i know nothing next question from junkie just be a generic zombie show for you it'll just be the walking dead at that pretty point. much yeah <laughs> um duncan says when the ps9 inevitably oh comes along God. in 2049 what will it look what like? if it does come out in 2049 <laughs> oh he says will it look like this and there was a picture that had an orb that said ps9 in it and yes. will my dream of nintendo ever making something atomic purple again come true before that happens uh i'm sure they have like atomic purple pencil boxes or something <laughs> nintendo new york mm -hmm. uh, atomic purple future brainwaves is what they got i wonder if they got atomic purple uh dipping dots oh my goodness <laughs> you guys scream in the future uh, mega man asks what was your favorite place to eat in boston hashtag fanatics foods um i mean probably the food court the millennial food course. Mm -hmm. It was good. Um, I really liked also what I got at the first place that we went, whatever that was called. The first um, place that we that went. first night before target. You, it was the one with the grilled cheeses that didn't have cheese. Oh, the freaking fake grilled cheese. Yeah. <laughs> that was a uh, copper head or something. Like oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds about right. I got um, buffalo chicken mac and cheese and it had gorgonzola and buffalo chicken in it and stuff. And it looked like it wasn't going to be a lot of food, but then I ate it and I was very full. So it was real good. I, I had the freaking pulled pork uh, mac and cheese or whatever. And I got was, the grilled cheese, wasn't it? Was it? I mean, yeah, grilled cheese. And it was stupid because <laughs> it was dumb. It was just a freaking melt, dude. Mm -hmm. and that, that was false advertisement it should have way more cheese it should have did the craft two out of two not enough cheese thing. exactly me and Alyssa were very upset <laughs> uh but she was less upset she was like mm -hmm. she was like it is grilled cheese and i was like no it's not, <laughs> it's not. and True. then i was telling i did the craft cheese thing and they were both like yeah except for Alyssa. Alyssa was like it's grilled cheese <laughs> it's like nah. nah and then next mega man question does absence really make the heart grow fonder uh, Does absinthe really make the heart <laughs> alcohol? Am I right? Uh, yes, um, because I was very excited to see my wife and my puppies when I got back, and they were very excited to see me. So, checks out. That's fair. That's fair. 
Depends on who it is, man. Yeah, for sure. Some people it's like, Ooh, so glad I don't have to see them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The way James feels about me. Probably just kidding. He loves me so, so much. Um, next Grimhain question. What's the sound of one hand clapping? Can you hear that? Got it. 20 hours later. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Now you got it. Favorite breed of dog. And if you say no dog, you're canceled. Siberian Husky. Yeah, that's or, up there. Or Kita, they're cool too. I love my dogs. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that a Maltipoo or a Golden Retriever are my favorite breeds of dogs. They're just my two favorite dogs. <laughs> but like, if it was just, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, Huskies are real cool. I was going to say that. Or like German Shepherds can be real neat. I kind of want what I kind of want. I know. One day, here's a fun story. Uh, we were living with our friends. It was before we moved into this house. Um, I was going out for a walk, I guess. I don't know. It seems weird for me, but whatever. I was going out for a walk, walking around the neighborhood. And at some point just kind of looked a little bit in my peripheral and saw that there was what seemed like a wolf walking behind me. And I was like, that's kind of scary. I'm going to keep walking facing ahead. And so like I kept walking and then I like would stop a little bit and kind of look behind me just a bit and then it was there and it would also stop and i looked and i finally like actually turned around and it was a big old siberian husky and i was like i don't know if this is going to be a nice one or not a nice one so i'm just gonna keep moseying i don't think i ever met a not nice Siberian husky, but i'm sure that they include right yeah i mean because like german shepherds it's that kind of thing where like they're they can be super super nice but if you train them to be mean they can be really Mm, mean too um which is why like probably rescuing a German shepherd would be hard because most Mm -hmm. likely they were raised in not a great environment, which sucks. But, um, but yeah, so I walked back to the house and our friends have two dogs. They're German shepherd mutts, like German shepherd lab boxer kind of mix. Um, and they were out in the yard and I'd like pet this dog and he seemed nice. I was like, Oh cool. So I pet him and stuff. I was like, all right, well I got to go back to the house, went back to the house and just like walked in the fence where the two dogs were and they did not like the fact that the Siberian Husky was out there and they just barked at it for like super loud, a ton, really mad that it was at their house. And he just sat there like, Oh wow. Okay. (laughs) And it was just a great moment. I was like, all right, well I'm going to go inside, but you guys have fun. I'll see you later. Husky dog. And I never saw him again. Did you see Well, you know, you probably didn't see this, but you know who Brad and Link are. We established. Yeah. 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 And they have vlogs and one of their vlogs, cause like what they do for their vlogs is like, kind of like, what we do for videos where it's like i want to talk about x instead of uh-huh. being like i'm gonna document my day or whatever mm-hmm. they're like we're specifically doing this thing and that's what the vlog about nice um they were introducing their dogs to cat to a cat for the first time <laughs> um i really want to see what happens if i and, my okay oh I, I thought you were talking about them but i was like okay i won't spoil it but rat specifically like his whole thing is that he doesn't like cats like he freaking hates cats um so mm-hmm. and link is like indifferent like he's like ah, i'm a dog person but like cats they exist i guess uh-huh um and i mean that it checked out for the dogs like link's <laughs> dog was just like like kind of interested in the cat like the cat was a dog mm-hmm. sort of thing like sniffing his butt and stuff and red's dog was just not having it dude like red's dog was like get this demon out of my house <laughs> that's really funny it was like freaking out and they had to like take the dog out of the oh, room man. And then Rhett was like, you, you know my dog. My dog has <laughs> never done this before. He knows yeah. that cat is 
the spawn of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and then he brought the dog back in there and it was still freaking out. So it's like, yep, okay, here you go. Confirm this dog Man, hates cats. We introduced my parents' cat to well, some my friend James in high school was on the on the tram in Brussels and like some lady was just like, Hey, I've got these two kittens, but I can't take care of them. Will you take them? And he's like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> so we took these two kittens and then like, he was staying at my house for a couple of days at that point. And so he was like, well, I guess we'll just have them here. Um, and we were like, let's see what happens if we introduce them to my cat. Cause they're little kittens and my cats are grown up. So like, seems like they'd get along well. Cause she noticed like they're kittens. I'll take care of them. That'll be fun. A hundred percent. No, not at all. She was so mad at their existence and was like hissing at them and like all sorts of stuff. And they were just like, we're just kittens. What do we know? And she's, that's not like her personality, but yeah, apparently, but like dogs, a dog with a puppy dog would be like, what's up, man, let's have some fun. So cats and dogs are different. I like them both, but there you go. Uh, Duncan I said, take or leave a cat. I can take it or leave it. You could, Take it to your house or I leave it at your house. Take it or leave it. Uh, preferably leave it cats because <laughs> cats are kind of kind of jerks. I mean, it depends on the cat, and I feel like they have like more one-on-one connections as opposed to like dogs, where it's like you know anybody that comes over my house, anybody. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or don't like anybody. I guess is also a possibility if they're trained poorly or like you know that kind of thing. But Duncan says, "What emoji should Chicapo craft for the server?" Uh, I don't know. Whatever emojis you guys want. <laughs> Something with Lucky Charms. No. Vetoed. Lucky Charms. Charms freaking suck. I don't know. Something like <laughs> It's definitely not my favorite cereal by any stretch of the imagination, but it was the first thing that came on. So there you go. <laughs> All right. And make then, a, make a, like the hop emoji. Make one of those but for Lucky Charms. There you go. There you go. Uh, and then last question from Discord is from Jake Oppo, who said, should we expect more Parker, or when should we expect more Parker Deal music? I don't know, man. Sometime. Uh- <laughs> why the whole government name, man? Why, do, do I, why not just Parker music? Because <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. I don't make the rules. <laughs> so sometime it'll happen eventually. Uh, Twitter questions, but good question. Thank you for asking it. I appreciate that you care. <laughs> Twitter questions. Max says, what's the worst new Switch game you played at PAX? Wonderful 101. <laughs> I just want to trigger Max. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, I might have to give it to the Red Lantern. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Wonderful 101. No, no. I played Wonderful 101, though, and it was, it was a time. I was kind of like confused what I was doing. But yeah. again, I wanted to trigger mix. Yep. Um, then last questions from the Devil Man's Crybaby Japanese Ogre said, what are you most excited to play, to make in Animal Crossing? Um, whatever facilities that we don't know about. Hmm. <laughs> True. I want to Yeah. I don't even, facility. I don't even know. Honestly. Um, I want to make Brewster's cafe, dude. So I can never drink coffee even in the game. I want to make um, a music venue that is that I, I guess there's a that I mean I you might be able yeah you might be able to like freaking book KK sliders or something uh-huh. <laughs> and then um, I also want to make a harpsichord 
There you go. I don't know if it'll be able nailed it. I don't know. It might be too specific. <laughs> nope. Gonna make a harpsichord. I'm gonna just make a chair and call it harpsichord. <laughs> it'll work. Uh, and the last question. Also, have you guys heard about the new Cookie Mama game? And what do you think? Yes. Also, I want to play it with Bob. <laughs> really? Okay. I don't know. I've heard I, I uh, that we, it exists, and we that's mentioned it. Cookie Mama a while ago. Oh, because we were doing like video game toy questions. Um, or oh, Astro Change yeah. because we're like this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Twenty questions is fun. Ashley and I play a lot. video game toy questions, uh, mm-hmm. and one of the games was Cookie Mama, and I was like. Yeah, like this is like definitely a game that we would play and like have a stupid stream. That's hilarious. I don't even know enough about it to know enough about it. So, yep, uh, it's a cooking <laughs> game, like a mini game sort of deal. You know? Yep. You know? Cool. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I've heard the name, and that's about the, the long and short of it. And people being like, "Whoa, Cookie Mama, Cookie Mama, Cookie Mama!" So. There's also babysitting mama. I don't know anything about that game. though. <laughs> same. Easily same. Um, but I do know that this is the end of the podcast for today. We did it. We did it. Good job, everybody. We have returned from PAX and we're back. And now the podcast is ours forever. And mm-hmm. you'll never see anybody else on it until next <laughs> We're either next. Uh, Alex or... Uh-huh. Possibly Luis. I don't know. Whichever mm-hmm. one's available. Maybe both. I don't know. There you go. I have to figure it out. But somebody's coming on next week. See you then. Dude. See you then. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.